Hi, hi. So, got another new episode here for you. But first, as always, I'll tell you to go to the Facebook page and like Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. Uh, go follow me on Instagram. That's where I do a lot of posting. That it would be Average Joe's Beer Podcast. Check me out there. Go to Untapped and Twitter. Get me at uh, at JoeBob41 and both of those avenues. Yeah, that's that's about it. If you can go to iTunes and leave a review, I always ask that. Uh, the more reviews, the better. It's like the algorithm. I don't know. It's whatever iTunes does to like rank podcasts. It really helps apparently to have stars. And this episode was a special episode. I am a huge sports fan. I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm a I'm a huge sports fan. And I happened to get ESPN 1000's Fred Hubner on. Uh, Fred Hubner is known to be a big beer fan. So I reached out to him and Fred was awesome enough to just meet me at Iron and Glass over in Romeoville. And we sat down and talked for two hours about mostly beer. We definitely squeezed in a little Cub Sox talk. He's a big Sox fan. I'm a big Cub fan. Uh, we definitely squeezed some of that in. We talked a little bit of little bit of sports towards the end, but uh, for the most part, I mean, we just talked about beer and the world of beer and how we got into that. And it was a really cool thing for me. It was a really special thing. I've always been really big into ESPN 1000. So yeah, for all of you uh, beer and sports fans, you'll enjoy this. And for all you just beer fans or just sports fans, I think you'll enjoy it as well. So, Fred Hubner, ESPN 1000, at Ironing Glass in Romeoville. All right, let me just start by saying thank you. Thank you, thank you to Fred Hubner of ESPN 1000 for joining me on my little podcast. Fred, say hello to the people. Little podcast? Are you kidding me? You've talked to like almost all the people in, you know, in beer in the in the midwest i mean are you kidding big time me? now for all big over time. the place you're cranking them out big dog uh, <laughs> so so first of all i'm a huge fan of espn 1000 in general and a big fan of yours uh so pretty awesome for me to finally combine two worlds that i've loved for all these years uh beer and now sports so and you uh if anybody doesn't know fred hubner uh is a big beer fan himself yes yeah and you know it, it actually helps um being in, involved in sports because there were a couple of years ago where it was probably four or five years ago now where they were doing a polar beer fest on the roof of uh, rock bottom downtown and they still do it i was at the one this year uh nice chilly cold as could be and you're up there and I was introduced by uh, to a, cu- a couple people to Ryan Tucker from Goose Island, as I was going around sampling beers, and believe it or not, they were sampling proprietors. So I just kept what getting back in line. Yeah, this was like four years ago. Okay. So I just kept getting back in line, and finally I had the last sample of proprietors, and I went over to Ryan. I said, Ryan, I get the last one. So, but it's nice because I got in because I got to meet a guy named Justin Maynard, who for the longest time was in charge of the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, and he was the guy that uh, you know he listened to the radio, he heard me talk about craft beer, he reached out and introduced me to all these people, and it's great getting into festivals and. You know, I paid for numerous festivals too. I mean, when I first, the first one I went. Yeah, you're not Sylvie. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not Sylvie. I don't ask. Just I comp I, everything. I always ask if I need to pay, and they always tell me no. And I say, okay, fine. I've, I made the offer. But um, I went to one at Union Station. Union Station has one, and little did I know that they, the one at Union Station, doesn't really have an affiliation with uh, the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. So they Uh-oh. said, well, scammers. You, you yeah. should probably you, you might want to go to other beer fests that we throw. I said, oh no, I go to those too. You know, but I, you know, just wanted to give get my feet wet, and uh, yeah. So I've been I've been going for four or five or six years or whatever. I have Fobab 
programs from the last five years. I looked at them right before I came out here just to double check. And I also have a great story for you. A great because <laughs> Fred Hubner says he's got a great story. I believe it. I got into craft beer before. I mean, I, it was even a craft beer thing. And I had to go online today to try to figure it out. I live in Downers Grove. And right now in downtown Downers Grove, there is an Emmett's Brewing. Yeah. Which yeah. actually cranks out really good beer. If people, you know, it's Emmett's other. Right. No, it's, they it make has really, that feel of like right. a rock bottom uh-huh. or some commercial type they thing. Make right. really, they make really good beer. And I get, I get stories about rock. I get too many stories. I don't know if you have enough time on the podcast. No, we have unlimited uh, okay. time on the podcast. But the, before Emmett's was there, there was a place called Founders Hill Brewing. And Founders Hill Brewing, I couldn't figure out when they started. So I went online today, and I looked up Founders Hill Brewing, Downers Grove, and I found an article from 1996. Well, I remember going to Founders Hill because I, I'm not sure if I lived in my current house or I lived in Westmont then. But when they opened up, I go, Founders Hill Brewing. I'm a beer guy. I grew up in Cicero, but I grew up drinking Stroh's and Miller Lite. Um, the good stuff. It, yeah, the good stuff. The stuff that we grew uh, you know, a lot of us grew up with. A lot of the old guys like me grew up with. And... So I go to the I go to Founders Hill and they had all this other stuff. I go they had a they had a raspberry beer and they had a couple they had a they had a pilsner and they had a lager and they had some ales. I said this is great. So in the story it's talking about it, but I said okay ninety six. So one of your podcasts someone mentioned I think on one of your podcasts or somewhere else I heard talking about growlers and howlers how you know you you seem to accumulate them sometimes. Oh yeah. And someone mentioned you just leave them in your car. This way when you go to a place you can fill it up. And not worry about it. So I went down to my basement today, and I pull out a growler from Founders Hill Brewing from Whoa. 1996. Wow. Okay. And they had, the first time i ever been to a beer festival, they closed their parking lot, fenced it in, charged like five bucks, and they had, this was in 96, so there weren't many. There was a Rock Bottom. There was some other Emmett's beers. There was Founders Hill and some other people in the, that were making it probably out of their garage. Right. And, but it was awesome. And uh, I just thought about that today before he came out here, that that was probably the first beer festival I went to, um, you know, 10 or 12 years before I started going to all these other ones that we're going to now. And yeah, now there's one like every weekend. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, I, there's one in Soldier Field actually coming up this yeah. weekend. This is the first year in three years I can't make it. Oh. And it's a great one for the people who've never been there because you're walking on the field. I mean, you're, you know, there's people doing cartwheels on the 50-yard line. You know? Don't don't tell me that because I got offered to pour for a brewery there yep. at, around the bend. Asked me if I would if I would volunteer to help out with that, and of course we have a birthday party for sure. a kid that day. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I was like, I can go on the field. I know, no, it's it's very cool. It's a very cool place. Plus they have a ton. They have so many. It's not only surrounding the field, but they have some in the uh, underneath the stands and that yeah. stuff. So it's great, and, and the beer people are all great too. You get to you get to meet them and uh, you recognize them. And the guy that's at Miskatonic now, and I'm bad with. Names, the guy that's at Miskatonic, one of the top brewer, the brewers there, bald uh, guy. J- Josh Mowry's one. Uh, I, he's a co-owner. I don't okay. know who the other. I can't remember what the other guy's name is. He wasn't part of the podcast when we did it with Miskatonic, but yeah, he used to be. This guy used to be at Gordon Biersch, and I knew him from there because I sat and talked with him there. And then next thing I know, he's in Miskatonic, and I see him at the craft, and I say, "Hey, I know you." And he said, "Yeah, I recognize you too." And then we start talking and chatting. So it's great. It's a, it's a nice little tight community where people just talk about the love of beer. That's what this whole podcast is. Yeah. It's it's a one big beer fest. No, that's, and it, that's it, all I'm trying to do right oh, now. Oh, and it's great too. There's so many good ones out there. It's amazing. Just yeah. in this area alone. I mean, think about where you're talking about where you're at in Downers. There's a whole like oh, my Lord. I fifty five corridor, you know, yeah. where you can just hit 
five, ten. You know. Uh, well, they're open and they're opening up Scallywag is one that's going to open up soon. Uh, Dan Burr. Dan Burr gave me a couple of his home brews recently. Actually, uh-huh. in line at uh, I was in line at Energy City out in Batavia, which is like a once a month first Saturday of every month they release bottles uh, four or five different styles. This guy brews on a small system and he they're amazing beers. He has, he's going to try to scale up in the future here. But I'm standing in line and I see Dan and he's like, Hey, I brought some home brews. He's like, I finally got my my space in Westmont. You yeah, know? he did. I drove past it the other day. So I met him the first time. I was with a guy that was on one of your earlier podcasts, Chet Brett. Chet, uh, the mayor of beer, the right? Best. Is that what you're he's calling? The, he's the mayor of beer yeah. town, man. And I, I've had I was, other people call him that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and you know he's he's a great guy. He calls me all the time. Uh, the last couple of years, we can get into it later. My my wife and I have had some health ailments, and he's calling me all the time. Sometimes they invite me to beer fest. Sometimes just to say what's going on, how you doing? And he, I was going to Noon Whistle one day, and he said, "I'll meet you out there." And he introduced me to so Dan. Great. So it was great. So I, it's, that's the way you get to meet people. You get to this. This business is great. Uh, you know, the craft beer business in in the Chicagoland area is so much fun. And I always, I tell my wife, um, she was complaining to her ma. She goes, "Yeah, he's going to another beer fest, and he loves his craft beer." And I said, "Listen." I looked at Reddit and her, her mom, and I said, I don't smoke, I don't gamble much, much. And, and I don't cheat on your daughter. So if craft beer is my only vice, I mean, come on, leave me alone. Yeah, no, hey. So her mom laughed, and I was in. You're so, living right. Yeah, You're not living a problem right. there. See, this beer thing, is, is, it's, quite, it's taken off. Yeah, uh, it has. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's been great, too, because everybody that's coming out, it's not like people are upset that there's more places. I mean, right. You know, it, it's it's great that there's so many out there. Everybody's making what they like, um, and it, it's a wonderful thing to see. I think. And in another, well, I'll add this since I, since I didn't I didn't throw this at the beginning, but we're we're being treated nicely by Eric uh, and the crew over at Iron and Glass in Romeoville. They were nice enough to let me use their space to talk to Fred here. So we had a nice little hearth to meet and talk. So uh, thanks to Iron and Glass for letting us do that. And these bottle shops like this. I mean, we talked about the beer cellar yeah. uh, off mic, you know, and, and crafted crafted nineteen seventy nine out yeah. in Oak. I mean, there's these places, and it's not like, you know, and the open bottle is right around the corner, basically, right. from Crafted, and it's not a... It's not a war zone, you no, know. They're they're no. they're they're helping each other out. They this is what our business plan was like. It's such a, a you know camaraderie that you get. You sure, know, something that always ties back to sports for me, actually. But you know, <laughs> something you need that chemistry, right? Well, and you do, and and that's and the the cool thing I was thinking about. This is the first time I've been able to get to Iron and Glass because every time I've been driving, is I've been driving past on my way to one place, and I'm saying ah. I can't stop now. My wife's in the car and we'll be there too long and she's going to get bored and I want to sample a bunch of stuff. But, you know, you go to you go to like uh, the beer cellar or you go to Crafted and when the beer cellar first went there and got a chance to meet Dave Hawley, it was in a cellar. It was in the, in the basement of a little Literally. building there. Yeah. And the nice part about that, he didn't have taps back then, but he would post on Twitter and on Facebook that he was opening bottles. He goes, I got bottle pours this afternoon of this, 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 and this. So people that were in the neighborhood could stop on by, sample something, and then obviously, hopefully, buy something that they would they would like. And um, Crafted's similar. I mean, Crafted's great because you want to build a six-pack, here you go, pick what you want, go right ahead. Everything's individually yeah. priced. I mean, yeah. yeah, so it's great. I mean, that's, that's why it makes places like this now with tap rooms as well so much nicer because you can sit down try something and then you like a a a small pour and all of a sudden next thing you know 
you've got you're going home with with a six yeah. pack of it. Oh, the, every time, yeah. every time. There's no, <laughs> I can't escape this place without spending like fifty bucks. So, sure, I mean it's it's impossible because they get such great stuff, and same same with all the other ones. But you know, you're sitting in here. You could be sitting in here like on a, a Tuesday night, you know, randomly, and some guy might walk in outside with a heady topper or something, something you can't get out yeah. here. So it's like these places are have so much appeal now to the craft beer world. I mean, as if the breweries weren't enough. Now we have these little places too that are just filled with everything. Yeah, they are. And there's so many people that are interested. I was not a home brewer one time. My uh, my sister-in-law bought me the, you know, the bag. The Mr. You, beer kit. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was even before that. It was kind of like a big sack that had stuff in it. You poured it and you left it in the dark area and then you opened it and you... All the other stuff it didn't work out all You're that like, great. This isn't good. Yeah. So my wife a couple times says, "Well, why don't I get you like this, the Mister Beer, the other?" I says, "You know what? There's so many good places. I don't want to start trying to make my own right now." I subscribed to that for a long time, and then finally, my my father-in-law has some experience brewing. He's done it, uh, and he kind of when we were dating, he would have one on every once in a while, yeah. like a nice wheat ale, something easy drinking, uh-huh. and then he kind of he kind of just stopped and. I mean, that was eight, nine years later, and finally, you know, I started doing this podcast, and I started really getting into craft beer more and more over the last five years or so, and finally, he's, he called me, he retired, he called me, and he's like, I cleaned all my stuff, we're brewing a beer. Cool. Boom. So now we've brewed five, you know, That's we've, great. Done, we've done five, we've done IPAs, Kolsch, uh, we did an Irish uh, stout that we put, we dosed with bourbon, uh-huh. and we used some little oak chips and all that, and aged it in there. Awesome. Yeah, you, know, we yeah got, you get a chance to sample. You get a chance to try things. Yeah, and we cut out the whole canning and bottling thing. We we go straight to kegs. We got <laughs> we each have a kegerator, so we can split it off. Batches. There you go. Yeah, it's the way to go. Works we're, we're nice. No, we're no good. We do extract <laughs> like the basic brew stuff, but I'm starting to learn more and more talking to these guys and like how they get started. Oh, and, it, yeah. it's it's amazing too because on your on your Church Street uh, podcast, and again, this is just a tease. Maybe if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. You can listen to all of yours. Um, but on the church street, they were talking about all that kind of stuff. And the, the guys I met, I met some guys at Goose Island, and it's like, you know, they're all, you know, mathematicians or, you know, scientists and all this stuff. And and I never understood that the most, they told me the most difficult thing to do at a brewery is cleaning. That's because it. that's the most important thing. That's the thing. They said if you don't clean the tanks, the if you don't clean them perfectly, right. something's going to come out bad. And I'm not saying that they had an example of that with a with some of the Bourbon County a couple of years ago, but you know things things go bad all that of a sudden. Goose. 2015, yeah. 2015. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, you know, it's funny because I tried one and someone said they all went bad. I said I drank mine; it tasted fine, so yeah, I'm not going to complain. That's a, that's the thing is like I've heard uh, somebody told me a story recently about a about a, like an IPA or something that 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 went bad on them and then and then they got an untapped review on it and it was like best sour I've ever had. <laughs> sure, like, sure. So they're like, Oops, like, oops, but also thanks. Yeah, you know? what the heck? Not uh-huh. a problem. We'll take it, I guess. Yeah. So. It's all what, a pe- what people like. I mean, that's that's why I am. Right before we started, I was telling you, when I do things, when I go places, I'll always do samples. Just when I get into a place the first time, the last thing I want to do is order 16 ounces of something that I'm not going to be crazy about. I want to get, you know, give me four, give me six, whatever the, the sampler might be, or, and just try them all out and uh, and go that way. And it's great. And it works out nice. And if you like one, then if you don't, even if you don't get it that time, then you know the next time you come back, listen, I can just order this. Yeah. So what's the Fred Hubner? Uh, you know, Fred Hubner's got his Joe Madden style binder in front of him before he hits a, his next beer place. What's the game plan walking in the door? You, you are you going in looking at the menu like? 
all right, I want to do an IPA, a co- you know, something light, something clear, something hoppy, something dark. Like, or what, what, what's the thought process for you? A lot of times, I'll try that. I'll I'll, I'll try to figure out. Uh, I'll start at usually pale ales, and I wasn't. I always said to myself, I said, like a, a pale ale sometimes to me seems like it, it's a failed IPA. It's, it's like they didn't quite get there, so they're going to go with the pale. But then, then the more I thought about it, the more guys explained it to me. They said we weren't going for that. We wanted to make it a little bit easier to drink, a little bit not so hoppy, so more people could like it. Because the number of people that like hops is about. I don't know, about the same as the number of people that really don't like a lot of hops yeah. and, and hoppy beer. Because I'll, I'll tell some people, the first thing people tell me now is when they, you tell them you're into craft beer, they go, I don't like the hoppy stuff. Or, it's too hoppy. Right. Yeah. Or I love the hoppy stuff. So it's one or the other. And uh, so I'm, I'm good with anything. And like I said, when you drink Strohs and Miller Lite, anything's a step up. So, <laughs> you know, you're drinking. And to I, most people, yeah. And, well, and I'm not, I'm a guy that where. You know, a lot of times I wouldn't have a lager until they explained to me, a lot of the brewers explained to me how difficult it is to make Budweiser and Miller Lite taste the same exact way every single time. Fred, you're bringing symmetry to my podcast. <laughs> I just I just got done talking to uh, to, to Chad and them about, yeah. you know, lagering. And I got I talked to people like Penrose in my early episodes. And just that's something like that you just talked about that it's opened my eyes is the difficulty that it takes to make some of these. It takes longer. There's there's cold. There's temperature controlling. That's a little more intricate it feels like i mean and again you're talking about two guys right now sitting across from each other we're not brewing experts we don't no, know we know no we're just absorbing from what we're being told but it's like you don't appreciate the beer uh, and then the, the latest episode i just posted today was from lagunitas and mary uh who was the head brewer at the chicago lagunitas uh and now is the plant manager over the big shebang over there but she explained she was uh, at, at AB. She was at Budweiser okay. for a while, uh, when, in her younger years, and uh, they put you in a pilot brewery. You know, and there's like 21 youngsters working in a in a brewery that would be like equivalent to one of the local breweries that you visit, and they're in, they're in control. And uh, the stories I've heard from another guy who did the same thing from Penrose, Tom Quarter, he was like, basically, they would take 10 breweries, uh, actual full production Budweiser right. breweries, right, and they would have them brew Budweiser, right. And then the pilot brewery would also have to brew Budweiser. And he's like, we were never better than, like, second worst. You know, Jeez. like, that was the best. Yeah. yeah. So the difficulty is not – it's a tr- it's a real thing. Well, so and you see – and that's why uh, on their commercials they promote the brewers so many times in the Budweiser. When they're not promoting, you know, the horses, they're promoting <laughs> the, the brewers. Days. Right. They're promoting the brewers and because it's, it's so difficult to make. And, uh, you know, with this, it's great because with the craft beer, they're, they're trying a lot of different things. And the nice part about it is some of the smaller tanks, like Black Horizons, got a small, they're smaller. How about that? That yeah. operation. That, I got great. to go in there for the first oh. time for the podcast. As That's- a smaller tank system. So they make something, they crank something out. They go, if you want it, you better hurry up because we're going to be gone. And you were, then we're going to try something else. Have you met any of the guys over there? Yeah. They're good dudes. Yeah, they're Kevin really nice and, Kevin and the crew, Charles. <laughs> uh, I stopped there on Easter Sunday. Because they were I was, open. <laughs> I was on my way. I was on my way. I worked Easter Sunday until noon, and I was going to my uh, mother-in-law's house for for lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it, Easter dinner. And I was early. I said, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna." I, I looked on my phone at a stop sign. Black Horizon open. I said, what? "Okay, I'm going." Yeah. So I stopped in. You know, had it had a nice stout, and I, you know, my wife goes, "Where were you?" I said, "I thought I was early." She goes, "Yeah, but I thought you'd be here earlier." Well. 
south of Black Horizon. Traffic? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> on Easter Sunday? And it's great because and the beer co- all the places do a great job of promoting on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm still figuring out the Instagram. I'm getting there. But on all those things, they promote the heck out of what they have coming up, yes. which is great because if you're a beer drinker, you're scrolling through and you go, hey, they've got this, they got a hazy IPA or they've got a stout that's got um, ghost peppers in it. Right. I had one at, at uh, Noon Whistle. I said, it's going to be too hot. And I go. Did you did you get the the, the ghost face gummy? The, yeah. the, the It was like a hazy uh-huh. IPA with a little ghost pepper in yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I said, it's going to be too hot. And I drank it. I go, this isn't bad. And all of a sudden, the back of my throat goes, oh, like, yeah. There it is. But it was really good. You wanted another one. Yeah. And, and it, you know, but I wouldn't have known that. I just, I happened to be there one day and uh, met Chet Brett from, from uh, Church figure, Street. Right? He was there. He said, oh, I'll be there. And uh, I stopped there and had had a couple and uh it's great working in radio and there's there's enough beer fans and enough craft brewers that have heard me over the years i mean i've been doing this i started working at the score when they started in 92 before that i worked for a company called sports phone um sports only the, phone. Only the oh. older people would know it i've heard where, you and like hoodie talk about yeah. that together at some point yeah, yeah. you dial up nine seven six one three one three, and you get sports scores on a recorded message program it was the guys that worked there, Jeff Joniak, uh, David Schuster, Jesus. George Hoffman, Les Robson, me. It's, it's crazy. So all of us worked there. And, um, but, you know, it, it, for all that time, um, I can't remember where I, why I started going back to the to 92. Oh, you are talking about you uh, kind of enough guys have heard you over the oh, yeah. years, right? Be- because enough people have heard me and in their craft beer guys that when I walk in, they'll 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 let me know. Hey, did you have you tried this? Have you gone to this place? And that's great too. That I get to know them on a different level. They're sports fans. I keep hitting this mic. They're yeah, sports that mic's fans. That off right now. Okay. It's only in case Eric feels like sitting down. They're He's sports, so busy right now. They're sports fans, and then they're also beer fans, and it's great because it's a nice little community of uh of and plus um guaranteed right now i mean last year they had their their crave cave or whatever and now they have revolutions got a deal out there and they've got a lot of different down the third base line for the last four or five years they've had a nice selection of craft beers from um you know great lakes and founders and a bunch of other things so that's when i go to the ballpark i may have just two beers not five or six but i'm always going to get like you know a great lakes elliot ness or something like that oh it's such a classic that's my, my father-in-law loves that beer. they're too. great he it's loves tremendous great ones yeah. he always buys the mix pack you know whatever that sure. comes out for the seasonal stuff uh, but you know and you talked about that and is and as, as very unscripted as this show is i did think before we started i, I thought the idea at some point i'd like to ask him about what the Sox have done this year with revolution have you been to the park this year i have or? not yeah uh, i haven't been seen, out there yet seen what they're doing yeah and it's a, it's great i mean it's funny because goose goose did some stuff with them in the past they they said they had the 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 and you know it's it's another way to get more people in because i mean there's there's a lot of people that are going to go and then drink whatever there is but you know if you're a um, a beer drinker I mean, I'm not sure when the last time you actually bought a six-pack of Miller Lite or Budweiser or any of that stuff was. Right. But, I mean, if people grew up on those things, I bought a six-pack of Miller Lite because when people come to my house, if they don't like craft beer, I don't want to give them one of mine. Did you I'll know, give did, them a Miller Lite or something else Did you know I'll that, buy it just for them. Did you know that high life is like a thing in the in the brewers, in the brewers community? It's huge. So I went to Microphones It's hard to Fest. find sometimes. Yeah. Microphones Festival was was a huge, I mean, it was only 500 people, but they had 60 breweries and like the most sought after hottest, you know, breweries yeah. in the world or in the country were there. But Mike Palin that, that runs Microphone, he gave them each a six, bo- six pack of glass bottles of high life. So they all had their stand set up and their big barrel aged and 
and double dry hopped IPAs. Yeah. And everybody was drinking. They were all drinking High Life. They're all walking around with their glass bottles. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's the, the original. So that's that's and that's what I I put get a thirty rack of that and I stick it in the bottom of the the drawer in my beer fridge and it's like for anybody your, that, your situation that yep. popped up yep yeah. it's like here you want a high life my yeah. wife was telling people a, a little while ago she said hey come on over Fred's got a bunch of craft beer in the refrigerator you can have some no Mm-mm. I might open it and have them sample some and I did that she had some friends come over and they said oh yeah we'd like this so I pulled out a couple of bottles and I poured them and they go these are great this is but it, they were also like 11 to 12 or 13 percent and I go well I'm just giving you guys a little just, bit because you're like, leaving my house me so much yeah so little I go you're leaving my house so I'm just giving you just a, ta- a taste <laughs> so you know just so you know so you're not drinking all my bourbon county exactly <laughs> there's there's no way that's not going to happen I mean do, do you think that I know we talked about it uh, just glossing over but yeah it, like it, it's got to be beneficial to have these places into the ballpark I mean I remember years ago going to Wrigley like my, my Wrigley routine for years has always been my brother and I would go and we would go I have an old style when we right. got there sure. and then you know maybe you drink the Bud Light or the Budweiser yeah. as it comes around and then it was like I go have my old style now and then, then I started to be able to get a green line yep. now it's starting to kind of like sure now you get Pollyanna. Now, now there's a uh, there's. A, have you seen the Lucky Door? Lucky Door outside of Wrigley. It's kind of where that newer area oh, is, the Gallagher like the, Way the grass area. field yeah. and all that out there. Well, there's a place called Lucky Door there, and what they did this year before opening day, uh, I think like April first or second, they started doing this. They had all these local breweries, like you mentioned, Noon Whistle, uh, uh, Alarmist Brewing in Chicago. There's a bunch of them. Um, they brewed beers specifically for Lucky Door. Okay. So there was Goat Destroyer, and uh, and one was Cubby Gummy. Was sure. The, you know the gummy series that Noon Whistle does, and th- they're just innovating. Like there's just more yeah. things for people when they go to the ballpark. Oh, and now. it's great too. I mean, and there's always going to be there's always going to be enough craft beer fans that they're going to be interested in that kind of stuff. So I, I have a friend at one of the guys at the radio station, one of the part time uh, producers. He actually works at Wrigley Field uh, in like the stadium operations kind of thing, game day operations. And he gave me a, th- a, a couple tokens when lucky door first opened, I was unable to get out there, but I knew that they were big mistake. Yeah, I know. I know. I, and, well, it's funny. I drove past her with my wife and, you know, granted I'm a Sox fan. We were driving South on Clark and I go really feel somewhere. I go, Holy cow. What the hell? Where did this building come up? Yeah. There's buildings all over the place that weren't there a it's year crazy. and a half, two years ago. So they're just printing money. Yeah, you know, just you, printing money out there. If you get out there, though, there's a guy. He's a big bearded gentleman, as we discussed uh-huh. uh, off mic. You know, there's a lot of beards out there. Yes, there are. Big bearded fella, small guy, big beard uh, named Nilo, and, okay. he, and he kind of. He he works there. He does, Lucky he, does Door. he does it. Lucky Lucky Dory does a lot of that, uh, that organizing all that stuff. But he also works for Old Irving Brewing, uh, in, in the on the north side too, which another great. They've been on the podcast too. Another great brewery, but. Go find him. There's a, there's, He'll there's, honor your tokens, I'm sure. There, there's a lot of great ones. I mean, there's there's been times, and when I I was not a big Uber guy until you know some of the festivals changed and, your life. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, you had no choice. You're going you're going to beer under glass. You're taking you're taking Uber. There's no way you're driving and sampling you know forty or fifty beers. Yeah. I don't because even though they're only supposed to pour you probably two to three ounces, there's several times where your glass is full. I'm going, well hold it. So I have to you have to make a concerted effort to say, no, 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 I just want a taste. You to think. Because I want to taste like thirty more. So just give me a taste. Even that though, it's it's hard to say no to them when they're just oh, no, no, I it's know. so good. And I then know it is. But then you have to like, all right, when am I gonna eat? What am I gonna eat? How much padding are we talking here? You know? Oh yeah. Like, well and it's it's great too because I tr- I, and I've still tried to figure out the best way to make a list of what it is that you try. 
Now, I, I thought maybe take a picture on your phone. Then I thought just put the number. If they got a program, just put the number of the beer, and then you can, right. come, you know, the corresponding. So my phone, I have a list on my phone, you know, beer under glass and a bunch of numbers. and all. So I got to look for the program and compare and see. <laughs> I think I had that one. What was it? So Digging got, through your Beckett books, trying yeah, to look up base, your, uh, yeah. your favorite cards. Sure, like the, the old baseball cards, yeah. And it worked out. But it's it, it's such a great thing, and I think it's it, it, it's – to be honest with you, I'm drinking less beer than I ever did before. Just volume-wise. Right, volume-wise. Because, you know, and, and I know, I mean, Goose does a lot of things, and uh, I can't wait for Josh Noel's book to come out about Goose and all the other stuff. But um, they, their commercial basically is we don't want to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best beer you drink. Yeah. And some people love, love Goose, but I just want to drink really good beer. And that's that's basically what it is. I mean, if you go to a place, I don't consider myself necessarily a beer snob because if I go somewhere and they only have Coors Light or Miller Light, I'll have one. But that's you about choke it. it down. Yeah, that's <laughs> about. Well, it's between that or water, so it's not. You know, um, and like I said, I, I grew up drinking Miller Light, so it's not a that's not a problem. But if I if I know I'm going somewhere and the odds are they're not going to have any, I'll bring some with. And I brought. Uh, I saw one of the bottles up there. I can't. I brought a bottle of uh, Juicy Pants. Oh, juice pants from uh, Maplewood. Yes, Maplewood. Oh. I brought that last year uh, to a pool party. That is a wonderful beer. It is an awesome beer, and uh, one of the uh, the uh, the girl whose pool it is, she was my wife's college roommate, and her daughter loves craft beer. So I let her taste it, and she says that's really good. I said yes, it is, and we went from there. And I gave her a little more, but I drank most of the bottle because I wasn't the best, in the pool. Though? Yeah, when you give it to some, and like I always love to watch people drink the beer that I'm giving them. Yep. especially it always varies. It depends. On like, are they really into craft beer already? Like, is this something new to them? Is something they never had? Like, I love watching the different reactions as you give them the beer. Well, know? one of my first one of my first stories about the craft beer that I tell people about is that in like twenty, I don't know when Bourbon when Bourbon County first started making proprietors. I'm not sure what year yeah, it was. Prop could have been like 2011. It could have been 2014. Okay, I mean, you know, this was 2011. I think it might. Have, I think it might have been 13. Was the first time. And my my nephew came over to the house for Christmas and he brought his girlfriend over and he goes Uncle Fred you gotta try this beer and it was a Bourbon County Proprietors and it was like the 22 ounce bottle the bomber yeah, bottle we were right? just doing bombers at the right. time right? And, and he said so we sit down and we, I get three small glasses out and he pours me a little bit and he pours himself and his girlfriend a lot and I sample it and it's really good. I really like it. I bet it. it was like the vanilla rye or something that year. It was probably because I mean, oh, yeah. they had a coconut one and a vanilla rye back then that yeah. were like and it highly was, sought it after was, beers. It was super good. So then I look, and he gave me a little bit more. I said, okay, this is not this is good, but I'd like to get a little bit more. Next thing I know, the bottle's gone because him and his girlfriend drank the rest of the bottle. Jerks. No. Now, between that Christmas and the following Christmas is when I got it, got to meet Justin Maynard and I got to meet Ryan Tucker and I got more involved and got to, you know, I got my hands on, uh, you know, not only the proprietors, but, you know, the coffee stout and the regular stout. And, and so then he comes over and now I said, I'm going to share my, my proprietors turn. with you <laughs> and you're getting the small samples this time and I'm getting the bigger samples. And, you know, from there on out, that was like the first one I tried and. Every time they change it a little bit here and there, and at, I still think it's one of the best beers I've had. Oh, they they change it a lot now. I mean, it's all right. over the and place. It, the last the, couple of years, they've the, changed it. Well, I mean, this past year's was, I mean, if you're into, like, hunting craft beer, that beer was 
That was a big one. That yeah. was a whale. Uh, that was the the cassia bark and banana puree. And it yep. was, and, I mean, I had it twice, and it was outstanding. Well, and the Northwoods was really good this yeah, year, I, too. I have, I have a couple of those still sitting in the fridge. I, I drank some at Crafted one night. Yeah. I walked in there to say hi to Denver and them one day, and somebody had just popped a bottle of it, and they, they poured me some, and I was like, oh, that means I didn't have to break mine open. Yeah. I, so I'm just going to let it hang out for a little while. Well, well this was the first year I actually went to their – they did on the, on a Sunday, they did their Bourbon County, like before the uh, – uh, the before the main release, okay, they yeah. did one, and they had it. And it was cold as could be at outside Goose. at Goose, Goose right. and uh, it was cold as you could be. But they had, they were sampling all of them, and they had the double or two, double or triple garages open across from their tap room over on Fulton, I think it is, and uh, they were great. Just tremendous, and then you walked out. You had, you had the chance when you bought the ticket. You had a chance to buy two bottles. Right, they did like the big raffle you could sign up for online. Right. and they did different state that groups stuff. that you would come in and buy. Your, yeah, your, yeah. And I it was heard fun. about that day, the, and I I heard they were like tapping variants of it, like often like you would have to be looking. You to had find to look for it. some right, of it, yeah. right? Yeah, it was great. It was a and then and the people that were there, you know, everybody that's there loves craft beer, yeah. and that's why they're there. It's not like they're there just for the heck of it. Now, like, this looks like a cool thing to do. Right, yeah, you, you yeah. had to work to be able to get there, yeah. and uh, it was well worth it. It was really, really a nice a nice event. So now, you've you've uh, talked to me a lot about some of the the big babe, the big dogs, you know, with Goose and that. So do you have a relationship with with guys at goose still now or like uh, ryan Rev tucker. or any of them ryan oh. tucker who uh, i know they were i've i've gone over to the barrel the the barrel house they have yeah. they had their uh they have their i think coming up their dodgeball event coming up in yeah. may they they got that coming up and uh, the barrel house they've done so much there i don't know if anybody else has seen it but if you if you've got a wedding and you love craft beer they've got a whole new space there where they have concerts uh, for people that are in town, and they put on small concerts there and weddings and all that stuff, they built in the barrel room. It's awesome, An unbelievable looking place. But uh, I got a chance to meet those guys, and then slowly but surely got a chance to meet you know just other guys in, in the business. When it, I was living in Downers Grove, and I was at a Seven um, Eleven, I think, and the Westmont newspaper had a picture of Tim. And I, I don't know how to say his last name, H O E Herman. Tim and it was a st- it was starting Urban Legend. Oh yeah, it was originally Urban Legend. Urban now yeah, it's Myths, Myths and Legends. And Legends right. right, he was the original guy that was starting it. So I just found out where it was going to be, and the week before they opened, I just drove over and said hi. Just wanted to meet. And Tim was a listener of the radio station. He knew who I was, and I got to meet him. And I was there when they opened up and things like that. And it was just nice to get a chance to meet them when Salamoth opened up. I heard Salamoth was opening. I yeah. made a drive over, and I was there the day they opened up. And then the same with Buckle Down. Buckle Down opened. I was there the day they opened. I was there for their first and second year anniversaries. Nice. Their, their, That's a good spot. Their Oktoberfest I was there for. And I'm going to stop tomorrow, I think, because they're releasing another beer tomorrow. It's a... Um, a Mexican style lager tomorrow. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah yep. that they're gonna that they're gonna uh, put out. So Ike and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name over there, but yeah, they they do an amazing job. Yeah, That's, they do a great great and, job. And you can take your kids to the, kids to the Sean, zoo Sean, and stop stop Sean and Ike. Sean and Ike. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, they do a great. It's a it's a great place out there. Such and, a cool little you know yeah. place, but you know they got a big and they do a great job. Line. They do a great job with their Oktoberfest and whenever they have uh, beer releases. And I've run into people there that I hadn't seen in a long time or uh, Terry Board who I worked with at the, the score for the longest time, he yeah. his two sons um, are huge craft beer guys. So nice. I was in line to get a, uh, one of their releases one day, 
And I look behind me, and there they are. They're big craft beer guys, so they were in that. So you don't know, never know who you're going to run into when you go to these you places. You flip them off, you're like, 1,000 is the best. <laughs> no. But Kidding. The Kidding. funny thing was, with, with uh, the Salamoth, I was there their first and second year, and then the first bottle release they had, I think, was Ravaged by Vikings, I think. There's... The names are hard for the me to Viking, keep track oh, there's of. There's so many of them, yeah. too. Yeah, So I, but I think it was that, and I went there just to buy a couple bottles. And um, just tremendous stuff. They actually, when they started, they were starting, and they were making Belgians. All, oh, yeah. And then, I just had them on, actually, in the last few weeks. Yeah. John Barley, uh, their, their What a guy. great name, huh? I, he came from Rock I, I asked him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, did you change your name? Like, to be honest uh-huh. with you. Know? And he was like, no, no. He's like, Barley. He's like, I get a lot. People are like, really? Yeah. Name's John Barley? Okay, yeah. Well, and, and then the strangest thing, and we talked about Black Horizon a little bit, and that's a great little place that's newer, but then... More people need to get out to see them. Yeah, because their beer's great. And like I said, cool when, you, when you see the, the little the, the little tanks and all that stuff... They're just and good it, dudes, too. Yeah, yeah, great. And they got the TVs going, and they've mm-hmm. got games for the kids and whatever. They wanna, you want to bring your kids there. But then also Skeleton Key, I hadn't been to Skeleton Key. They've been open for like a year, year and a half, maybe even close to two years. And my wife goes, hey, I got this Groupon for this this brewery called Skeleton Key. You get uh, four s- flights of four, and you get two two growlers. I, empty growlers, but they want you yeah, to fill them still. up. That's the point. Yeah, but still. But yeah. I, and my wife doesn't drink, so we went with another couple, and they each had their four, and I had mine, and then I had my wife's four. So I got a chance to try everything they had on tap yeah. at that time. Why the and this not? is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, and and you know Eric here at Iron and Glass, he he's a he's a fan of Skeleton Key and the guys over there, and and I still haven't been, but he's going to be on the podcast soon. So I got yeah, him on the fourteenth. It's a nice he's, little place. He's going to be on, so I can't wait to talk to Paul and Emily. I believe Paul and Emily, I think is their name. That sounds right. Skeleton Key, yeah. I mean, that's I'm meeting so many amazing people. Oh, it's amazing. That's why keeping track of the names is incredible. Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that, well, that, and I, you mentioned Iken. There's a new one opening up called Iken Oak. In well, now, where's that? Seven Bridges, the Seven Bridges area, like in Woodridge, like, they're yeah. opening up a brand new one there. Like, right, okay, where the ice arena is. Yeah, right over there, they're opening it up now. I only oh, know that because someone oh. I work with, someone I work with, a, a young, young lady I work with, <laughs> she works in traffic, and traffic is basically you. You, she works on the commercial logs and makes sure all the commercials are read and all this live reads. She comes in the other day. She goes, "Hey, did you hear they're opening a new one in Woodridge?" And I didn't. Uh, but her husband and they live in Lyle, in the Lyle area. And I said I didn't, so I go online, boom, 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 and you look at the the Woodridge uh, newspaper. Well, there'll be a new brewery. They got the oh, okay shit. for Ike and Oak, I think it's called Ike and Oak. Yeah, I mean, another to one to that. put on your list. There's a couple of them that I've I've had people tell me uh, just before we started rolling and before you even walked in. Uh, Jason James from uh, uh, Metal Monkey in Romeoville was sitting at the bar here at Iron and Glass, and I was talking to him, and he was showing me a couple ones. They they did a collaboration with one in Oswego that isn't even open yet. Okay, uh, they they just got their new tanks in for Metal Monkey, so there's they haven't been able to brew. They're like kind of in you know waiting and waiting. Sure, until all the electricity, everything's hooked up. Right Right. So they've been doing a couple collaborations with places like Workforce and, and then this Oswego Brewing. So there's another one on my list there. And, and then I the think, list continues yeah, to grow. That's and it's I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's a, and the nice part is I think that everybody else is okay with it too. Yeah. They kind of like to see it spread out because you can't always go to the same place. Uh, and you, it seems like a lot of the craft beer drinkers want to try all the other things. And my buddy uh, Adam Abdallah works on uh, 1000. He works yeah. with Waddle and Silver. They call him the Egyptian Lion. Yeah. Is that Abdallah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, I think Yurko gave him that nickname. Uh, he's excited though. Abdallah's excited because the um, and we can talk soccer later. But uh, the young whippersnappers. The USA is not going to the World Cup, but Egypt is. So he's all right. excited about that. But um, 
Abdallah would he lives in, on the north side, so he goes to beer miscuous all the time. Does he really? So he's a beer guy. Yes, really? he's a huge beer guy. Really, and he may know more technical stuff than me. Well, and he's, he's a, no Fred Hubner. He's a he's really no big beer guy. I, I've gotten him. I've introduced him to some people, and also uh, Sahadev Sharma from the Athletic is a really? big beer guy. Yeah. So we would go to. We all went to Fobab together a couple of years ago, and uh, had a great great time going out is, there. But is Abdallah old enough to go? Oh, oh yeah, is yeah. he? Is he? I, I thought yeah, he was he's younger. A, I don't he's know in why. his thirties. Oh okay. Yeah, I thought he was he's, about, he's probably right about your age. Yeah. Okay. So, but he um, he goes to Corridor all the time because it's right down the street. I love from him. Corridor. So he goes to Corridor all the time. He's a big Pipeworks fan. Um, if you're some not of a the Pipeworks ones, fan, well, I, mean, I, I I am, but I've never because they're in the city. It's tougher. It. It's easier for me to go to the ones out here. That's why I love. Well, I mean, you they know, don't really have a space though. Black Horizon. They, they right. have the dojo that you can go and buy beer from. Right. Like you know, and you can their, their beers right behind you here. I mean, that, but yeah, they don't really have a space like you yeah, know, like you're talking one, about. One and then I remember one day just going to Half Acre. And just going and sitting and taste and sampling stuff, and and that's what I always try to do. And just you know, and I said, I got there and there was a a lady, probably in her forties, by herself, doing the same thing I was doing. She was just sampling beers, and started talking to me about the different kind of beers. And I go, "This is awesome! This is the best!" Yeah, that's just, how this podcast started. I, I was sitting here talking to Eric about his story and uh, what what they did before all the you know before opening a bottle shop like this. And I was like, it was Man. a little scary what they all they all got. You know, most of them quit their jobs. To that me, was, that's what I was just kind of <laughs> like. I was like, really? Yeah. I just kept thinking to myself, like playing that back in my kindergarten teacher of a wife, being like, yeah, I, no, yeah, you know, just oh no, it. it's not, it's not easy. But you know what? It's a, it's a great place, and uh, all the stuff that they have, and it just, it's just spreading. It, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and that's the nice. And somebody told me once. I had mentioned that I would love to own a sports bar. They said, listen, you never want to own a bar. You want to own a store. Where people come in, buy the stuff, and then leave. (laughs) This is a great combination, though, because they can come in and sit down and have one. And then when they walk out, they can buy something to take with them. Yep. So it's a perfect thing. It's not, you know, you're not worried necessarily of making your living on people coming in to drink. Yep. So, but that's okay, too. So uh, it made sense because when you when you have a bar, you got to worry about food. You got to worry about all the other things. Well, you don't have to worry about that with some of these places, and uh, that's what makes it nice with crafted and with with this place, beer miscuous. Um, you walk in and you just you, you pick pick what you want and sample it. It's you know great. The, you know what they call these guys in the industry? What? They call them slashies. Do they? Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> yeah. One of the brewers told me that. He's like, oh, yeah, the slashies? I'm like, what you, what's a slashy? And he's like, that, those are slashies. They on-premise slash off-premise. Oh, okay. Know, you know, slash carry out. Yeah. I'm like, huh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. But, yeah. yeah the, the, uh, the reason I asked you about like Goose Goose Island, if you had a relationship, and you kind of didn't need any help to tie into it, but but I was just kind of trying to inle- or bring light on the the big versus the little. I mean, you went right from talking about Goose Island and rubbing shoulders with these guys, and then right to Black Horizon, who's right. one of the smallest, newest, you know, well, around. The guy Ryan Tucker brought me in one day before they finished their tap room when they were still building their tap room. He brought me in and he walked me around the whole place and explained everything to me introduced me to a couple of the brewers and they were the ones that explained to me how important cleaning the tanks are and the crazy? tanks at goose are just they had to bring helicopters in to drop the they bring <laughs> no, the tanks in from the other side of the building and uh their tap room i had a quick story about their tap room the, their tap room on fulton opened up it's like three yeah. blocks north of the united center so if you ever go to a you ever go to a blackhawks or a bulls game perfect place to stop before or after absolutely and 
They said they're opening up on a Thursday. I said, well, this is perfect. I'll go over there around 1 o'clock. It should be open then. I get there at 1. They don't open till 2. I said, okay. Well, so I sit in my car for a while, get out, walk around. It was kind of a nice day. Didn't walk too far because there's not much in there. It's kind of a strange little area. And then I'm standing in line, and all of the staff from the tap room comes outside to take a picture for day one of, the, of their tap room. So they go back in, and I'm still standing there waiting. And all of a sudden, Todd Osman, who was there and left and now came back, and uh, I, think he, I think his title might be like president or something now of, uh, of Goose. And he comes up to me. He goes, what the hell are you doing here so early? I had met him once or twice. He said, you said you were opening the tap room. I kind of figured it would be earlier. And he goes, well, you'll be the first one in then. So I was the first person into the Goose Island tap room over on Fulton. That's pretty awesome. I got that going for me. That's pretty you know, awesome. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, be, between solemn oath and, and buckle down and trying to get, I always love getting there on the first day. Crafted too. You said you were there on Crafted like on the their opener when the mayor got, was yeah. there and everything else. You and got that's some, a, some nice cred. You got some nice cred. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's why, uh, to be honest, um, Denver's brother-in-law, I think it's Denver's brother-in-law, was getting married to someone I know. And we went to their wedding in Michigan. And when I didn't had I knew the bride, but I did not know the groom. And the groom, his name's Brian, and Brian introduces me to Denver and says, Yeah, De- he's gonna open up a a, a, a beer place in uh, in Mokina. You gotta check it out when it opens. So I kept keeping an eye on it, keeping an eye on it. Boom, it opens up. I go there for the opening, and it was like eight months ago or six or six or eight months ago, and I introduced myself to them. He goes, we saw you at the day. I said, yeah. And his wife was talking to me, and she's a yep. big Cincinnati sports fan. And we were talking about a lot of stuff. So it was fun. It's, she's it's Tom great. Waddle. She's, yeah. She's yeah. the Tom Waddle. Okay. <coughs> so, Here we go, red legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's funny with his red legs. Oh, how about that? The, uh, and you, do you know what they did recently? You uh, A couple minutes ago, you mentioned the, the goose uh, barrel room. Yeah. You know, remember uh, this past year, they did uh, Hawks Red Wings. They yes, and they, did. they had Chelios and coffee. I think that sounds coffee right. Coffee and Chelios. I think yeah. they spoke, and you paid a hundred dollars, and you go, you can go sit in the barrel room, watch the Hawks Red Wings game. They got a very, it's a very cool place now. I mean, and it was always cool because you walked in, they had all these barrels, and they knew they were going to do more with it, and uh, they have done a lot with it. And it's that's it's not far from. It's less than a mile, I think, from the tap room. It's not far at all. So. Makes it's a it's a nice Not little bad. location up there, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, my buddy Brett Dozak, he he does uh, deliveries and pub and stuff for Goose too. So he's he comes to places like this when uh-huh. they did like double dry hop three one two. He came with a keg and some hats and different things, you know, a hand out and do the tasting. That's and in all cans that now, right? The the black can with the three one two cans. He said uh, yeah. Eric said they're getting a keg of it again here soon. Yeah. So they you gotta look out for that if you like the double dry hop three one two. You know uh, this uh, completely off the Chicago craft beer scene. If you're ever in the Wisconsin Dells, and a lot, Which of, people a lot are, of people that are listening they, to this, right. are probably they, they were take their kids up there. Yeah, or go right. up to, you got to stop at the Showboat Saloon. Now it looks like a place really? that's just a just it kind of looks like a place that well you know it's, they probably just have their regular beers and stuff like that. I went up there a couple of years ago and I tweeted that I was going to be up there. My uh, sister-in-law's husband, their family owns a resort in the Dells, like a block, like a mile from there. So I can actually walk it because I did walk Killer. it after I had four <laughs> beers. But so I went there and they have arrangements with like um, they have arrangements with Lagunitas to get kegs and Toppling Goliath. Toppling Goliath out in of Iowa. Decora. Yeah, I had never I had never got had a lot it. of that pseudo Sioux and yes. all that. And That's oh, the first yeah, time I baby. had pseudo Sioux was at 
the showboat saloon That's in the Wisconsin cool. Dells. And how long ago was that? That was that was two years ago. Yeah. Before it was anywhere close to being here right. in town, okay? And it's a great little place, and they've got a lot of and he told me the guy that owned the place and again I'm bad with names, I can't remember his name. But he said whenever you're coming up this way, make sure you put it on Twitter. He goes and we'll make sure we bring some of the good stuff up for the days you're gonna be there. But the one day I was there, and this might be a beer guy's a beer lover's fantasy. The one day I'm there, I'm there yes, to watch the uh, baseball all-star game. And my wife is over at her sister's house, and they're playing some games. I said, I'm just going to go sit in the bar and watch the games. So the day I went there, it was $3, 17-ounce Leinenkugels. And they had like five different Leinenkugels. Granted, it is Wisconsin. But they also had Jake and Dick Leinenkugel there that night. Oh, that's cool. So it's like. so it's Straight like from Chippewa Falls, yes. Wisconsin. So it's like, here's your. So a 17-ounce Leinenkugel, keep the glass. And half price wings, so I had a uh, you know a dozen wings for six bucks, four beers, three apiece. I, my bill was nineteen dollars. I said, "This is Hell heaven." Yes. Is this heaven? No, it's the Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no shit. It's Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, but you know what? And it's great. And every, if you follow them on, uh, if you're ever going up there, follow them on Twitter or Facebook first because they also like have bands on Friday and Saturday. But their beer selection is great. And they have their beers are ridiculously cheap. Like all day Monday, they have New Glarus for a buck. That's so we drive into Wisconsin to buy New Glarus, like Spotted Cow or Fat Squirrel. I was or going whatever. there next. I was going there next to ask you, are you a New Glarus guy? Yeah, well, I love. Anytime we go on the way back, we always stop at a cheese place. I've never been to New Glarus, but we'll always stop because like it's the, a little bit the, off. What the, is the Mouse House or the Cheese yeah, Chalet? The, right. or like I stop somewhere. There is a mouse in front of this one, uh, and we stop there. And I buy the first time I would buy like a um, twelve pack, the uh, sampler pack. Then I would oh, just yeah, buy. Yeah. Then I would just buy spotted cow. Get the cow. And just bring that with. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I did that last man. time I was there. I'm a big Moon Man guy. They're they're basic APA. Or That's IPA, good too. Right? Yeah. Good if you need a little hops. Yeah. You know. They don't make many bad beers. Well, and and I do enjoy sours and stuff sometimes. So they do some really good like fruited stuff. But we, the thing is, with the Dells, you're talking about the saloon, you know, to go visit. Is yeah, we always showboat saloon. To, Can't miss it. Showboat saloon. We have to pass up the Dells because we have places up in Mozanie and Monaco. Okay. My wife's family and my my dad's brother just retired way up in Monaco. So it's like we have to go past the Dells. We don't get to stop there. Well, and the Dells also, I know this is local, but if you're ever going to Wisconsin, um, Moose Jaw. Is a is a pizza place or a food place, but they have a lot of craft beers there, a ton of craft beers, and then also they opened up a, a craft brewery in the Dells, right off the main street. It's called Port Huron Brewing, and for my birthday, my uh, niece and nephew bought me a six pack. Their parents bought it, and they just gave it no. to me. But it was a six pack, and it, it had an an oatmeal stout, an IPA. It had all this all this really good beer. So they're making great beer everywhere, and that's you know one of the stories I was telling you when I first got here is. My wife and I have arrangements. Vacations, fine. We're gonna, we're gonna go. If you want to go to the pool, we have to go to that many breweries. Yeah, I love that. I love the deal. We talked about this before yeah. we started rolling. And you, and you actually brought up a pool party about the the Goose Island and sharing the proprietors or, or sharing the uh, ju- uh, ju- juice pants. Or, yeah, yeah, the juicy pants. Yeah. So we, but with this, we were in we were in Scottsdale, and I know Scottsdale's got a ton of great breweries. And I said, listen, if we're gonna go to the pool, which I'm not a fan of. I'm as pale as pale it can be. And I said, you know, if we're going to go to, uh, we have to go to a brewery. So I went to Scottsdale Brewing and I went to like two or three other ones. All great beers, had samples on each one, uh, just tremendous stuff. And we do it, we were in Nashville in March. 
did the same thing. I, it didn't really go to breweries then, but we sampled all of their local stuff. They have yeah. Yazoo. Yazoo's good. Yeah, Yazoo's I really good. They have a jackalope. Yep, jackalope. Yeah. So you, we did the same thing two years ago. We went for like four days. It's a great days. way to do it. We, didn't, we went to Tennessee Brew Works uh, the first night, and they, they had open mic, and it was the food was amazing, and then we tried the beers, but then everything else was like you said. We didn't go to the brewers. We went and tried everything. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, and that's what I think so many people are doing now. You sample the, the stuff you have here, and then you try to get the stuff out of town and it's it's wonderful i mean yeah. it, it's it's a great way to sample everything um if you're an ipa fan there's millions of them out there right now i am an ipa fan. yeah i am too i am i told you when i sat down uh, my my go-to people always ask me my go-to and i mentioned it's uh revolution anti-hero i also if i'm going with a six-pack a lot of times i'll just grab a six-pack of fat tire mm. There's nothing wrong with a six-pack of See, the young whippersnappers of craft beer are going, what? what? I know. He's drinking that stuff? There's I know. so many good beers out there now. I know. Like, but if I'm going in, I know I'm going to drink more than two. Yeah. So a lot of times. There's replacements to- for all those right on the shelves behind <laughs> oh, you. No, I, nothing wrong. I love I love Rev. You know, Rev does a great job. I never got into much New Belgium, but, you know, not that they're bad. Well, and bad I, thing, I didn't yeah. either much, but it, it got to a point where, okay, it was I wasn't going to buy the heavier eight or not, you know, seven or eight or nine. And I figured, okay, I want something better than, you know, the Miller Lite and the uh, the Strohs, which they don't even make anymore, I don't think. Uh, so Shame. I would go right. So I would go for the I would go for the fat tire, and it's funny because a lot of people would grab them if, if there was one left. Who's whose fat tire is this? It's mine. Go ahead, go ahead. You can have it. You know. Yeah, you didn't feel so bad. No, I'm not worried about it's not that. Not like giving out the Bourbon County when <laughs> exactly. people come over. Yeah, I'm not giving I'm not giving up any of those. I went to a um, um, party for the NCAA tournament, and I know I'm driving home, so I said, okay, I don't want to buy much, but I bought a four pack of Maplewood. Oh, Son of Juice, maybe? No. Son of Juice Charlatan. No, uh, it was it was with the it was the brown ale with the the chocolate in it. They got Pug Life and then uh, oh yeah, I know. It's got like kind of like a leprechaun-y looking thing on it. It's maybe. Got, the the yeah. can is like brown. Yeah. It's a brown can I with know the exactly maple what you're in talking it. About. It was I very could, very good stuff. And a nice part I think is it's actually right behind you, right at the bottom shelf there is it the little beard with the no it's yes. like a gnome with yeah. a with a pipe That's in it. his hand. It's some kind of gnome yeah. something. Yeah. That was it. And it was it was really good stuff. And it was one I hadn't tried. And I knew I could I'm saying to myself, listen, I'm going to a place and I know I can buy something that I've had because I know I like them. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try something I've never had and then see how it works. And buy a four-pack because I knew I was going to drink two there, bring the other two home, and not worry about it. So, And they were great. I had one the other day because I had one left. Yeah. So I like Fred Huebner's approach to the whole game because you, you, you got to spread it around. I feel bad because I get tunnel vision in these styles or like these certain beers. Like before you started, you have you have it right now, Hot Butcher. Like yeah. I, I drink a lot of Hot Butcher. When they put something out, I buy it. You know, and I drink a lot of IPAs and a lot of the stouts. So I always feel guilty that I'm not spreading around. Like, well, maybe you should try this kind of lager or pills or whatever comes out. So I like the approach that you have and just trying it all. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's a lot of times I'll say, well, I know I've had that one before. I really like it, but I haven't tried this. So let me try this one. And I'm, it's almost like I'm not doing it for enjoyment. It's like I'm doing it for research. <laughs> it's taste okay, testing. I've had this one. When we were at, when I was at uh, Soldier Field a couple of years ago, I was embarrassed that I liked something. It Why? was, it was a, it was a pineapple lager from some, and I said, "Oh my God, this is really good." No shame, no judgment. Well, see, that. and I don't like. I don't like summer shandies. Okay, right, I look right. at that. I go, really? You're drinking that? Mm-hmm. So I said, but I like pineapple. So I said, well, I'll, I'll try this. After I had all the other stuff, you know, all the IPAs and yeah. the stouts, I was, and I tried this. I said, 
damn, this is really good. Like my palate is blown up at exactly. this point. Let's try. I go to, for a summer day by lager. for a summer day by the pool. I could actually I could actually drink this one by the pool. You hate that you're trading well, for a brewery day. Uh, my friend's pool, I don't mind because I, uh, then I'm not bothered. But <laughs> if you go to other pools, you're bothered by people that you don't know. Well, when you're a celebrity, yes, uh, that, that happens. I always uh, nobody. If I'm in a pool where I know people know me, then I will definitely not take my shirt off. That's not <laughs> happening. Not happening. Fred so. Hubner, ESPN 1000, shirtless <laughs> if at the they local pool. If they don't have their sunglasses on, I warn them ahead of time. Yeah, like, don't you think look, the sun is don't bright? Don't look directly into yes. the, the mass of white that's about right. to rain yeah. down upon you. You think the sun is, is bright, that you've, got, you've seen nothing yet. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, there's nothing like that, right? Get a nice pasty white glow-in-the-dark look. Yeah, no, I like I like the deal that you have worked out too for uh, for, for the brewer, a brewery per per beach day. I mean, sure, I mean because uh, you know I I don't like I don't like the uh, you know the pool, and uh, if I really have to suffer, my wife loves it. I'll say, listen, let's go. And most of the places we went to in Arizona, for example, they had food, so it was great. We get something to eat, and I get a sampler, and uh, it was absolutely perfect. But I said, ah, there's one more I want to try. So that we would scoot over to another one and try it and stuff like that. And she doesn't drink at all. She'll she'll sample a Hefeweizen, which I mm-hmm. heard on your podcast that uh, Church Street's about ready to, to crank out there. Heffy. And yeah. they were excited about it. Yeah, they're very good. Again, that's a beer that I see, and I'm like, eh, it's a Heffy. But then when I put the dumb shit away out of my head uh-huh. and I just order the Heffy or try the Heffy, then yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, this is really good, especially when you do it right. Man. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things when, when I first started getting branching off from the other stuff, you know, the the uh, macros, I guess, when I first started branching off, I would always drink um, Hacker Sharp Ice, and it was, a, it was a go-to with people go, you're putting a lemon in your – I said – Listen, the beer is awesome. The lemon can be there or not be there. I don't care. They asked me if you put le- It's there. They, it's the way they serve it. I'm not going to tell them not to. But it was great. My wife would buy me that. She'd buy me bottles She'd, uh, you know, for, for holidays and stuff like that or birthdays. And it's like, this is awesome. You couldn't buy me anything better. This was it before the big craze in, uh, in beer. Now, for last year, I got like a gift card for Buckle Down and um, nice. gift, cards for, gift cards for Binnie's. And so here, go buy whatever you want, you know. And those are, those are nice. Walking into Binnie's, as an older guy, I turned 60. I'm 61. Okay, as as an old guy, we used to, when I was in my high school and right out of high school, you would go to record stores and you'd walk around record stores and peruse. You'd be Just, there forever. Yeah, take time. Okay, yeah. then as I got older, then I'd go to bookstores and check out books and all this stuff, magazines. Now I go to Binnie's or liquor stores. I go to Binnie's or I'll come here. And I, I go to Iron and Glass or Beermiscuous or, you know, Cellar uh, I always want to say Cellar Door. There's a place yeah. called Cellar Door in downtown. There's a place called Cellar Door in downtown Downers. Oh, okay. And they have, they're mainly wine, but right around um, right around Fobab, they had a bunch of other beers on oh, tap. Cool. So I went there one day afternoon and sat and had beers. So I keep confusing the two. So you go to Beer Cellar Craft and you do the same thing. You're Grays. You get a six-pack, you think it's easy. No. It's like, do I get this one or this one? Mm-hmm. No, I'll I come build? back to that. Do Let's I see build one? Do right. I, uh... well, and that's usually what I end up doing. I end up usually building one or getting something I've really been looking for and couldn't find someplace. And that's I, the nice part. I had a friend that would go into like the local liquor store. It was like you know, it was a liquor store. It was an old school liquor store, but they started to do well with craft beer. So yeah. they had a nice long shelving unit full of craft beer. So he owns a music lessons place like right in the same plaza. So when he closed up the music shop, he would walk over and he would just go top shelf 
upper left and start there and work his way down <laughs> the shelf. That's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Latino. He's a, I was like, that's a brilliant way to approach things. It is, but then when, once you get past the third shelf and you've already bought too much, it's yeah. like, okay, now what do I do? How much money do I have with me? Like, hey, how much I credit have... do I want to put down, oh, really? God, my wife hates me. She's <laughs> just like, how much did you spend again? Like, well, at, at a lot of these places, I'm still old school. I was telling you before the before the podcast started that I didn't go into direct deposit until like six months <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, Come I know. On, Everybody laughs at me. I had all the people at work. I had, I had the person in, part, in charge of HR, the person in charge of payroll. Really? You don't want direct deposit? You sure? Yeah. Now, now I finally have it. I'm okay. But, you know, for the longest time, I don't like having to pay for stuff with credit if I can avoid it. A lot of times I'll have cash. I would rather just pay cash. But... It's so funny when you walk into some places, and a lot of the, a lot of the breweries and a lot of the stores don't, you know, they just want credit, which is good for a lot of reasons for them, because they keep track of everything. You don't have to worry about handling any money. I understand all those things, but I walked oh, yeah, into a yeah. store last week. There's a, there's a, look at me. You wouldn't have thought I did this. There's a salad shop on State Street. In the city. Look was, at me. Yeah, yeah. Did and you, I was walking. Just fat shame yourself. Yeah, of yeah. course I did. And I'm walking. I'm walking to the station, and I go. I'm, I'm going to stop here and get a salad. I'm going to be healthy today. I walk in, and on the door, it has no cashews, and it's got cashews. It's got the EW crossed out. No cash, only credit. And I'm going. I'm not paying seven dollars on my credit card for a salad. I'm just that not is doing it. So old school, Fred. It really. I is. know it is. I know, and it's everybody. My my buddies and the guys that work with Adam and 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 Chris Black and Adam Abdallah, they just shake their heads. Oh, they're, they're young guns. Yeah, they're, they're young all younger. Guns, yeah. They're all younger guys. But uh, yeah, I mean that's you know that's the way you grow up. It used to be cash is king. Now oh, yeah, cash absolutely. doesn't play. Yurko still plays cash is king. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. I've seen him. I've seen him pull a wad out of his pocket. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. that guy. Yes, I, he is. I have, he goes I, by inches. <laughs> basically, how many? What? What do you got? How many uh, you want? Two, yeah, inch and a half. I got. Yeah. I, I've uh, been to a lot of remote broadcasts with him. He uh-huh. actually said years ago, he, like ten years ago, he sat down with us after after a remote they did in a place in Joliet, and he scared my wife half to death. <laughs> <laughs> he sat down and told this story. Was about, it the OTB place? The uh, place? no, no, oh, not it was, it was okay. Big Brody's. It was a sports bar in downtown Joliet, and he sat down and started telling this story about Edgar Bennett. I would think it was, and something about leather pants, and uh, he's yeah. got some stories. <laughs> it was yeah, some interesting shit. Yeah. With the Packers and with the – one of his favorite stories that I, I heard recently is that when he was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they would have donuts in the morning. They'd sit around and have donuts before they'd go out to practice. And they'd always have the rookies who buy the donuts. So they'd start eating them, and all of a sudden Tom Coughlin, the, the, the then coach <laughs> of the Jacksonville Jaguars, would come in. If you're on time, you're late. All the rookies would leave because they didn't want to be there. So <laughs> – Coughlin and Yurko would sit there for like the next twenty minutes eating donuts and chatting back and forth and going back because Yurko was okay. He was he was set. They knew he was Yurko. Yeah, he was Yurko. wasn't worried about it. So that was a great story because all the rookies left that he was he was just him and him and Coughlin eating their donuts before practice. Yeah. So yeah, you got you got to love Yurko's stories. So there's a lot of them. There really are. So now. Fred, what was your what was kind of like your your origin story? I know you said that you you you've had the you you've been into beer for years. You know, '96 was like your first beer festival yeah. and that. But like like where where'd you come up? Did you grow up in the South Side? Grew up in Cicero. Like Cicero. Yeah, okay. I grew up in Cicero. There was a uh, there was a bar. When I grew up at the perfect age, even though I'm you know maybe now people might not say it now, but we got to drink beer at. We have a debate with my buddy. I always say it was 18. He said it was 19. So basically, seniors in high school, we were able to buy, you know, drink beer. Okay. And there was a uh, there was a tavern right across the 
the playground, which was across the street from the apartment I grew up in, and my buddies would always meet there, and called Vanna's in Cicero. So we'd go there. And then after high school, we'd be going to places. Uh, growing up in Cicero was a great place to grow up. We'd go to Misfits on 25th Street, and it was all of our Miller Lights. You know, they used to have what they'd call quarter beer nights on th- Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, I don't know, they may have had it when you went to college, but these oh, were yeah. quarter beer. Yeah, yeah, these were these were in like 76, 77, quarter beer nights, Tuesdays, Thursdays from 8 to 10. So we'd get there at 10 to 8, and then at 5 to 10, we would order a tray full of beers. And they all came into pony glasses, the seven-ounce glasses. And that was our Tuesday, Thursdays, each, you know, while we oh, were, yeah. you know, after. my. I did not go to, a lot of people ask me, I did not go to college. I went to broadcasting school after high school. I had talked with a bunch of guys that uh, were in the business. My dad had some some contacts with people. So I talked with Jack Jacobson, the guy that was a producer for uh, the Cub broadcasts with Jack Brickhouse and all that stuff, and asked him about schools. And he had suggested a school. And it's just, when I got out of high school, I knew I never wanted to take math or science ever again. Ever again. Me but too. Not, and now talking to all these brewers... Should've. Math and science yep. is huge for them. I know. And so I, t- I told one of the brewers at Goose Island, I said, you know, you should work a deal with some high schools to keep kids involved in, in math and science, explain to them that they could be brewers. And they looked at me, they go, you think high schools really want to have a... It's frowned upon. Yeah. Well, you're making a nice living. The STEM you know? program. <laughs> yeah. You know? They're making a nice living, you know, doing something, and they're using their math and science yeah. skills. Because a lot of times, you know... A lot of times people go to college and they come out and all of a sudden they're not using anything they learned in college. Well, the math and science that they learned in college, they're using on a daily basis making the beers. And they never realized, I don't think, either. They had no idea. Like Mary Bauer over at Lagunitas, she talked. She was just a chemistry nerd. She loved chemistry. And, yeah. And then, boom, now you, you were the head brewer of the you know one of the biggest breweries in this area. Sure. For, now the plant manager, but it's like you don't. You don't put that together in your head when you're 18. I know. I know. Yeah, it'd be and something else. Yeah, their IPA is not bad, huh? Yeah, the they do okay. IPA. They do all of them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff they do, is they're still holding up. Yeah. They're still holding up, even amongst this hyper-local market, you know? Sure. It's, everybody loves... I love to be able to go buy the one down the street, too. Yeah. But you can't deny some of the big boys. They're, they're there for a reason. Right. And then, you know, Goose is there for a reason. They. But well, and, it, and it's... You know, I know a lot of the beer drinkers, craft beer drinkers, uh, they got all upset. There was a big uproar after Goose sold to to, to AB and uh, to InBev. And it's like, you would do the same thing. And from what they explained, at least to me, was that they're still able to make their other stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's let let Bud make all of their you know mass-produced stuff and let them still make their... They're, you know, uh, Bourbon County and some of the other things. And, hey, it's worked out pretty well for them. I think so. Yeah, I don't see them struggling. Well, and yeah, I still see like people a, drinking it. I know there are, people, there are people that won't drink it yeah. because they, like, yeah. they, you know, we're against They might against not this. buy the 312 or, like, the basic stuff, but the you green, know that the same guy's line. in line when, on, on, you know, Black Friday when he's looking to get his Bourbon yes. County, right? Well, you know, the funny thing is uh, they have one that they don't have on. It's not canned. Well, everybody knows Green Line. Yeah, if right, you go right. to the tap room, they have a Blue Line, which oh, is just a better. tap room only type thing. Better yeah. and ho- a little hoppier and really good. And, and it's stuff that they're making that they that it's not canned. It's only available in their tap room. And if you don't stop there, you don't know it. They still play around. Like they still yeah. experiment. They still have small systems that sure. they can brew a small batch on and mess yeah. around a little bit, which I think is awesome. I mean, that that's that's a thing where it's it's a stigma almost. Like, 
the sellout type feeling, you know. Which, I know. You know, it's it's fine. It's it's. I, I love drinking the local stuff. Don't get you know. I, I'm all about the local stuff. Okay, it's, when when the Score Sports Radio first started, it was Diamond Broadcasting. They owned the Score and XRT, and it was a guy, and he, there were a couple other partners that owned it. CBS bought it. They bought XRT and the Score for forty four million dollars. That's it. Yeah. So 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 what? You're going to say no, we want to stay local. We uh, we don't want it to No, you you right. set yourself up for life. I mean, that's that's isn't that basically what the the story is? You're supposed to It's the American dream. Right. You're and, supposed to work. Yeah. Well, I thought it was the American dream until the other day I saw Mark Burley sitting at the, the White Sox Cardinals game. Mark Burley pitched for the White Sox, wins a World Series, had a few beers before he came in and got a save in one of the World Series games. Gets him no hitter. A perfect game has one of the best defensive plays you'll ever see going through his legs on a ball down yeah, the first baseline. Yeah. Has more money than he'll ever need. Lives in St. Louis now and outside of St. Louis. Was sitting in the second row of the Sox-Cardinals uh, Sox game drinking a Bush Tallboy. That's the American that. dream. That's the American dream. Mark being Burley retired is in, the American yeah, dream, though. Basically really being, is. being retired at, what, 34, 35, 36, being retired at that point and not ever having to worry about cash or money or any of that stuff there's cub fans out there that 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 can't not like mark burley you know it's, it's how, how can you not they don't like a, aj Brzezinski, and i can understand well, nobody that. likes aj no. <laughs> i can understand that he's that guy that well i mean how many how many times have you guys had to say the phrase like he you love him if he's on your team you hate him you know? oh yeah well he's and ozzy Gian had the great he goes if he's on the other team you hate him if he's on your team you hate him just a little less just a little <laughs> yeah so i mean that's basically how it works with those guys yeah so. Everybody, everybody will always have that picture of Michael Barrett and him and that that nonsense. Yeah, that little mislanded mislanded throw. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, it was that was something else. We had something going at that time. That that's was what makes that was that baseball city USA right there. Yeah, that was that's what makes. Well, I see that two years ago the Sox thought they had it too when they started twenty three and ten, and then all yeah. of a sudden, whoa, that what was happened? crazy. Yeah. Because the first month of the season, you figure the Sox and Cubs are both going to be rolling. This will be fun. People were talking, you know, the the media, and even though I'm in it, the media is quick to jump. Hey, Crosstown Classic, Crosstown World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PP Cup. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's only six more months to go. Let's, we're let's, all looking let's for the slow your roll. Cup. We can't wait to take that thing home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So fine. I gave I gave them an hour of Fred Hubner beer talk. Now let's let's talk some sports. How the hell are you a soccer fan? Okay. What is it? Make me a soccer fan. How do I do it? Okay. Here's what happened. Growing up in Cicero, Cicero in the '70s was a nice mix of people. It was Italians, Bohemian, Polish, uh, Czech, um, a lot of different people, and they played soccer. You know, soccer at Morton East. And Morton actually lost the state final to Harrison Harrison High in the city, a public league school. They lost in 74, I think it was, 74, 76, something like that. And I hopped on the bus, went down to Illinois State, hated the game, couldn't stand the game, thought it was boring as could be. I mean, the game of soccer, not just that game individually. So in 1990, okay, this is before the score started, and I'm just finishing up working at Sportsphone because Sportsphone closed up because it got to the point where Sportsphone, which was you know recorded messages of scores on your phone, well now there were the crawl on the bottom line mm-hmm. or the the crawl on the screen, which started on CNN with Sports Scores, and then people had their pagers 
Yeah, the little pagers they'd wear on their belt for What's phone. a pager, yeah, Fred? I know, no. I know. That before you had cell phones, they had pagers you would wear on your belt, to, and someone would call your pager. you see the number, you'd call them back. Well, you also had sports scores on there. Well, now there was no need for people to pick up a phone and call a number to get scores. So sports phone closed at 90. So I think this might have been between sports phone and the score starting. And they had the World Cup in 1990 and i said i'm gonna sit and watch and it was on tbs tbs to the american broadcast they still had commercials in it uh, i'm not sure if they had them in the middle of the game or just at halftime but i think in the middle of the game they'd stop and go to a commercial and i sat down i said i'm gonna give it a chance so i learned the rules i know it's rules right there are rules there's an offsides there's a lot of other things it's actually offside not offsides uh in soccer there's an offside. There's uh, different ways of doing things. There's different, uh, different tactics, and I was learning those. And while watching the World Cup, you also learn about rivalries. You learn about the things that you know. Four years ago, this happened. Now they're matching up again, and things like that. So I gave it a chance, and I got hooked just by giving it a chance and learning the learning the game. When 1994 came and the World Cup came to the United States. I knew the backup players in Cameroon. I knew everybody. What? I knew all the players. How'd you get that deep? I just though? started reading this everything is like I could. Before read. the internet, yeah, I, mean, this is I like know. Before the was, internet, it was really like I was going to mag- there was a, there was a magazine store that used to be up on six corners on, in Cicero, uh, in Chicago on Cicero, Milwaukee, and all these. And um, there was a, mu- a stand there that would sell the magazines from England. And I would buy those to wow. see, to read up on them and find out more. Plus, there were shows, if you, d- if you dug close enough or hard enough, you could find a soccer game here and there, and you can find some stuff about the games. So I knew all these players in 94. Did not go to any of the World Cup games here in 94 when they were in the U.S., but then just became a huge fan. And then the Chicago Fire started in 1998, and I became a fan of that. What to all their games. Now, the radio stations weren't didn't really care about soccer it's no. they still don't care much about soccer or hockey. Um, right well to be, you're right uh, even though they won three they won what, three in seven years yeah. it doesn't matter um so i would go and i got to know all the soccer guys in 2007 the chicago fire had two games left in the regular season uh that were not on schedule to be on tv their games were on uh comcast actually it was I don't know what it was back like, then. Yeah, it might have been sports, sports yeah, channel. Something. Or... Might have been sports channel or something. But anyway, they had two games that that were coming up about a month from there that closed out the season they did not have on TV. They decided they wanted to take those two games and put them on My 50, and they wanted different broadcasters for it. So they called me up. They knew I was with the team all the time, and they asked me if I'd be interested in trying out for the play-by-play for that. I said, yeah, that'd be great. So I came in. I sat down, watched the half of a game on a 24-inch TV with a color commentator, and we did commentary on the game. They told, they gave us the lineup, said who's here's who, you, who it's going to be in that. So we did, you know, had some stats, some background, and stuff, and we did that. About a week later, they called me up and said, "We we selected you if you want to do the last two games of the year." First game I did was uh, the Fire against DC United at Toyota Park. The second game I did was the fire against the LA Galaxy and David Beckham. So I've never done soccer play-by-play play before. But the second game I ever do is with David Beckham playing. That's pretty crazy. They picked me up, and I did the games in 2008 and 2009, play-by-play uh, play on TV for my 50. And uh, then in 2010, they hired Dan Kelly to do it. They had a new new marketing or new uh, media guy, hired new people and stuff like that. But I did them, and, and I was – I've been a fan, like I said, ever since the World Cup in 90. Now, people that know soccer 
they say there was an awful World Cup. There wasn't much action. I said, I didn't know any better. I was just learning. And I did the same thing with with NASCAR. I'm not a NASCAR guy at all. I sat and watched a show that was on every Monday after the NASCAR race, explaining what happened, why these things happened, and I gave it a chance. So I became a fan until I realized their biggest races every year go against the NFL. Then you were like, no, I gave it I'm up. out. I'm I'm out. Right. And that's exactly what I did. I have not watched the NASCAR race for the last five years, five, six years. They after lost getting a lot of fans over the, over the years. Right. But after yeah. getting into it, yeah, I understand their championship. And they don't want to go on Saturdays against the you know, college, college football because yeah. college football is so big in the, down south, south. And that's yeah. where racing's big. But, yeah, I, I just – soccer is a great sport. It's I an mean, education thing. It is. learn it. It's like anything else. If you drive past a bunch of guys playing basketball – at a playground, you don't know who they are. You don't know their stories. You don't really care. You watch the Bulls. You watch college basketball. You're excited because you know the story. You know the background. You know what position they're in, what place they're in. You know how a guy's playing, how a guy's not playing well. So it's the same with soccer. I mean, I did a show early this morning. Uh, a blog they do uh, on Blog Talk Radio. They do a show in Atlanta. It's uh, two guys that do it. They talk Atlanta soccer. Every day and for two hours. And you know about Atlanta soccer? Or well, what? the Fire's playing Atlanta this oh, weekend. Oh, okay. So I gave, them the fire, yeah, yeah. I gave them the Fire perspective, and they asked me questions for 20 minutes. And, you know, and they, they called me up last year, and I said, this is great. Fine. I'll, I'll talk Fire soccer oh, with you. Why the hell not? And I do a Fire podcast. Last year we did it on TV uh, on uh, Sports Channel. No. On Comcast. Comcast. Now they're NBC Sports Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, they NBC, changed yeah. halfway through the season last year. Yeah. So uh, we did it there every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, and we had a player on every every show with us. We had Bastian Schweinsteiger, who they just got from Germany on. We had the coach on a couple times, the GM on. And I do it with Paul Tenorio and Frank Klopas. Klopas played for the Chicago Fire. He played for the Chicago Sting, so which was before that. So, you know, I, I've thrown myself into it, and it's, you know, I'm the quote soccer expert. You are the I soccer guess. guy. No, yeah. you're definitely the yeah. ESPN 1000 right. soccer guy. Yeah, but the thing is, if it's international soccer, Yurko, Yurko loves his Yurk, Croatians. Dude, him and Carmen can go. They can. Carmen go. loves. Carmen doesn't know what to do. You want to sit down? Sure, I'll sit down. Yeah. Oh, Eric's going to sit down with us cool. too. We're Carmen talking soccer know. right now, Eric. Hopefully, well, that won't, it won't be for long. I don't. Think. <laughs> but Car- yeah, it always cracks me up when those two get going on soccer and 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 you know whoever. Well, if like if Cap's in there, it's just okay. Well, yeah, do you hear what Cap did though? Cap had an opportunity. He was go. His son loves soccer. One of Cap's sons loves soccer, so he took him to Manchester to see a Manchester United game. And he talked to a guy with the Cubs who knows the people of Manchester United, who put him upstairs in a sky suite to meet Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson is like the 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 greatest manager. They call him man, or the greatest coach manager of English soccer ever. <laughs> and here's Kaplan. And then Kaplan watched the game. He comes back, and now he likes soccer. He gets oh. up on Saturday mornings watching. See if you're exposed to it. It's when you're Plus, a flipper. When you're a flip-flopper, oh, yeah. see? He, That's well, what the, the flipper got played quite mm-hmm. a lot. And he was, he's a guy that, you know, uh, hated the sport. Wouldn't give it a minute. And uh, but now he loves the the national game, and that's what a lot of that's what Major League Soccer and the Chicago Fire have to battle through, because a lot of people love the international game and the European soccer, which has been played for a hundred years. Where Major League Soccer just celebrated right. their twenty third yeah, a year, pretty new. Yeah. So when's the soccer podcast? When do you guys do the Chicago Fire? One? We do, we record it on Tuesdays. It's on every Wednesday on Chicago Fire dot com. So it's a like an hour forty five minutes, something like that. Eric, you want to talk to us for a little bit? This is Eric from Iron and Glass here. 
I'm hey sure guys. everyone that's listening probably knows who you are. We go way back, right? <laughs> <laughs> you go way pilot, back to the first podcast. Eric's pilot episode right yeah. here, man. He's my pilot guy. We're going to do another episode hopefully soon. I was just freaked out that you guys all like left your jobs and started yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, Fred actually <laughs> listened to your, your episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was... Uh, it feels like it was about 10 years ago at this point now. <laughs> you people look, like, always it. You look me, like it. Yeah, I've aged, aged a little bit on that. So, But yeah, people always ask, they're like, you know, how did you quit your job? And I'm like, just, just had to do it. Yeah. Could we could we If we were going to be dedicated to doing this and doing it the right way, we couldn't continue to do our job. So uh, it just wouldn't have been right for us or the customer and just wouldn't have had the same appeal. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And guys like Fred and I, thank you for doing things like that. <laughs> well, plus the people that come in, it's, it's comfortable when they come in and they see you, you know, and as yeah. opposed to coming in and, yeah, he's going to be here next week. He's busy with doing other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so that's a huge thing. That's well, always the thing I harp on. I harp on with it when I tell people I haven't been here yet. I'm like, hey, I'm like you go in there, go in there a couple times, talk to the guys at the, at the desk. They're, they're going to they're gonna remember you, and then – Next time you come in, he's probably he knows what I like to drink. When I come in here, he's <laughs> like he's like, well, we got a we got a you know we got a double dry hopped IPA on Joe. You know, we're, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna want this one. So sure. Um. So so Fred, tell me some more about how the sport the sports world. How how did I, I know you talked about going and the sports phone and all that, and you didn't want to do math and science yeah, anymore <laughs> ever ever again. So I went to broadcasting school and then got the job at Sports Phone and uh, it worked there. I worked there from seventy seven to ninety. Damn. That's and, a chunk of time right well, there. Well, yeah, I, I'm one of those guys. I, I, I don't know if you want to call it I get comfortable, but I, I, you know, I'm a good employee. Uh, <laughs> from 77 to 90, I was there. I was at the score from 92 to 2008, yeah. so 16 years there. Another good chunk there. of time there. Yeah, and um, I started do, as a producer answering phones and cutting up tape. We actually had sound, had actual tape right that we would the, the actually actual linear with. like yes we would yes. actually have to cut with a razor and splice it together and things like that's that that's amazing yeah what used to take people an hour and a half to do now takes them like 10 minutes minutes yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's unbelievable what radio does so and um i actually did some stuff in high school because my dad was the executive producer of the chicago bulls and the chicago cougars they were a hockey team that played uh nice. on the south side at the amphitheater and what they called the wha that's where Wayne Gretzky actually started in the, in the uh, WHA. I didn't know that. And uh, so my dad was a producer. They did the games on Channel 44 before it went to Spanish broadcasting. And uh, so I got to hang around and sit courtside at a lot of games and things like that. It's so, in your blood. Yeah, so it is. Actually, I, I just talked to my dad earlier today. We were reminiscing about some of the stuff he did back in the days. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very cool. So um, getting a chance to do that kind of stuff, getting a chance to do what you want to do. I mean, I've always wanted to do this kind of stuff when we were my dad when i was a kid we'd uh he had great danes and uh we would he would show great danes around the the country and for dog shows and he would throw me in the car and take me with to go to these dog shows and we'd listen to baseball games all the time yeah. we'd always live because he hated well he did not a music fan but when you're listening to something you're more likely to stay awake than <laughs> listening to music and stuff like that so on long trips and i do the same thing now i'll listen to a podcast as opposed to uh, music because you stay awake easier. I love music too, but but yeah, I, I'm sold on the podcast world. It's, I've always been a sports talk guy, you know, yeah. for the last at least 15 years of my life, you know. So it's I don't know, it just works better for me. The not, problem nothing is against music. Don't give me no, no, no. no. I love, the I love problem a good is jam, but it's kind of like it's kind of like TV now too because there's so many things on TV with with Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Video that you can't find time to watch everything. When you decide you're going to listen to a podcast, it's like okay, well. 
How do I have time to listen to them? I mean, you're cranking them out. How am I supposed to listen to yeah, nine a month? I don't know. People are, yeah. <laughs> people get upset with me sometimes. I talk to them. I'm like, shit. I but it's, do less than. But people keep saying yes, Fred, so I'm not going to say no. I know. <laughs> well, as he had, you could have been lazy. Okay. <sighs> you could have been lazy. You could have said, listen, I got nine. I got two and a half months worth of yeah, podcasts. I'm good. I'm I can good. just release one a week. I can, you know, I can, I can relax a little bit. But I actually, I, I give you credit for not doing that. Now it may get to a time where you interview everybody, but you know what you do then? You go back, circle back, yeah, see how you're doing because everything's new. All Fred, these don't give away just... my plan. Don't give away my game plan. <laughs> no, but right? all these people are new. They're all starting up, and now you're getting a chance to go back a year or two years later and uh, get uh, like this, even like this one, even like the Iron yeah. and Glass. You know, the, the, I'm sure from the time you did the podcast with them, there's still stuff, new stuff that's going on and, and everything else. So that makes it great. Well, I love, too, because I'm, I'm talking to these guys and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to somebody. And, I, you know, at some point it'll always come up like, you know, how long you been here? How long have you been open? When was right. you know, day, day one for you guys? Because I love the origin story. That's yeah. the whole point. And, they, and they're like, oh, you know, 2012. I'm like, holy shit, 2012. I you know. guys are old. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you think about it, you're like, 2012, it's only six years ago. But, it, you know, this well, industry know. Yeah. is still budding. I mean, it's it is. still so much. It is. It's huge, and that's uh, and that's why you know, anytime you hear of a new one coming up, you get. I know it's gonna sound weird. You get excited. There's a, there's a new brewery. You want to see what it's gonna be like. You want to see what they're gonna crank out. Um, you know, I remember the first day I went into Urban Legend, and they were making. Tim still makes this beer. I don't know where he makes it. He makes it now under Fifty First Ward. He makes a thing called uh, oh, okay. Crispy Carl. It's an hey, unbelievable Carl. stout. Oh, it's it's so good, and I remember going to one of the beer fests at um, Union Station. They do it in the Grand Hall that they have there, and I I had known Tim. This was the second or third one I'd been to there, and um, he said, "Listen, he goes at three o'clock. We're gonna have the crispy Car- Carl barrel aged." He goes, "Make sure you get over here right before that." So at like. 255 I was there with my nephew 255 I flagged my nephew down I go let's go so we got over there and Tim goes you know I, he sees me gives me fills our glasses up was awesome and then before if we wanted to go back for more too late yeah because those. I, right on those yeah. kind of things they just bring a certain amount they have other stuff that they're going to pour all day yep. but yep. then just certain certain uh, specialties that they're going to pour and everybody lines up for them yeah so it's like you know you got to get there and get it we got to have a game plan sometimes going into those fests oh you do yeah. you do and especially the first year you're there you have no idea you say well i'm going to walk and just hit a few and then then all of a sudden you find yourself you've already had like 10 samples it's like oh what the hell am i going to do now where am I going to go? But and and then some places will have two or three beers you want to taste because yep. they'll be pouring four different beers or something like that. Yeah. It's always so, a learning experience, right? It is, and and, and and you know sometimes you look at stuff and you're not sure how it's going to taste. Um, sometimes with the even the Northwoods with the blueberries, uh, how's this going to? It was really good, and you know the pineapple I talked about. Who would have thought? You know, and some of the raspberries, they use raspberries quite a bit in different things, yeah. or cherries now. I know Hailstorm just did their big stout, barrel-aged yeah. and raspberries, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, my, um, you never know what, the, well, you never know what the next day is going to be. And people talk about some of the stouts being too sweet. Well, you don't Pastry drink enough of them. Yeah, don't you know. drink so much of them then, yeah. you know. It's not like you're going to sit down and drink a 17-ouncer of a stout. You're going to drink a smaller glass of it. And like you talked about with your wife not being so into beer at yeah. all. So it's like, for me, I'm lucky. Like I can, I, I can, a 16-ounce is good at the, one of those big 
boozy stouts, right? Like barrel aged, because my wife will drink that. But it's like some of these guys are selling them in twenty five, you know, twenty five ounce bottles and seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles, and it's like, whew. I know, cool. and it's it's not like you can open it and really leave it sit there. It's like uh, I got to drink the rest of it. You need to uh, have a, like a bottle share or a few people in the right, room with you, right? Like like who at who at the station? You said Abdallah will drink. Will, is, is big, like is there anybody else that's into the into beer? Not. Uh, I think Yurko's into it a little bit. He'll Not, try it. Yeah, he'll Yurko try pretty him. much anything. Yeah, Yurko. A lot of the guys. You know what surprised me? And you're of the age. You're actually a little little younger than some of the guys. It surprised me because I was always a beer guy. Guys, guys that work at the station, a lot of the younger people I saw got into bourbon and whiskeys really oh, early. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it surprised me. Carmen's a huge bourbon guy. Carmen, I would love to hear his. I, oh, mean, I know he talks about certain ones all that he the likes time. A lot, he loves his bourbon, and because I know I, I like it and I know a little bit about it, but I don't know. I like some of the level that they get into. They probably say that about beer guys too. Where they're sure, like I have no idea about yeah. it. but I look at them and I know little like Wellers and things like that, and Blantons. I know and all that. You know, oh, but, they are they're all talking about Pappy and a right. bunch of other. I've heard stuff Carm and, go on some yeah. some real good like underground you know stuff that. You oh don't yeah, know about. You, if you follow him on Twitter, he's always people are always asking him about. about about great bourbons and yeah. how is this and he brings up he'll he'll mention a, a couple of go-tos and things like that yeah. and i've even had people to tell me they said have you been to this place what beers would you suggest and you know if i can remember them a lot of times i'll write, it, write them down because as we were talking about earlier sometimes the names are the names are a little bit tough to remember jump into untapped gotta yeah. go right back to my untapped now i mean that's i've tried to do that lately that's been my newer thing it works because it keeps a record it. of everything yeah. and gives it, it kind of brings back the memory of what it is so uh, that helps a lot. Then I get lazy though, and sometimes like I'm enjoying it so much, I don't I don't feel like getting out my phone and logging it. Well, especially if, if my wife and I are having a good time exactly. drinking it, and we're there talking. You go. Yeah. And then she's like, "What are you doing on your phone?" And I know. I'm sitting there, hold on, babe. I got to take a picture. I got to log it. I got to do. Well, you know what? Sometimes yeah. my wife doesn't like, and she doesn't like when I do it because she goes, "She goes, people know where you are now." Yeah, absolutely. Because That's you always want to put where you're having. I always it. try. Well, because I, if I buy something <laughs> from Eric and I'm here, I always put it at the bottom. You know, purchased at Iron and uh-huh. Glass, like or yeah. drank it at Iron and Glass. You right. Know, like I know. And she yeah. goes, "They know where you're at right now." So mm-hmm. he goes, "Why don't you do wait till we get home to do it?" I yeah. said, "Okay, I'll wait till we get home, and then I'll say where we were at, and then where and we then just enjoyed it." Out of the other side of my mouth, I post on every social media piece. Hey, find me on Untapped, so you know exactly what I'm drinking. And, sure, you know, like all that stuff. So, but that I mean, that's the cool thing about it. I mean, I'll, I'll I post a lot of beer pictures when I'm sitting in in the basement watching a game or something. Yeah, I'll show the TVs and the beer I'm drinking at that time and something like that. And then whatever beer it might be, if it's Buckle Down, they follow me and they'll get back to me. Or if it's Goose, they'll get back to me and super say, cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's thumbs very cool. up, whatever it right. is. You know, I'm starting to get that experience sure. now too because like now I'm posting. I always tag them when I post something. Right. Now that I'm starting to build a little bit of a following it's like it's cool to have them reach out to me and say thank you yeah. or like you know appreciate it or pray hands yeah <laughs> no, i know a lot of emoji use well yeah. it's funny too because before i before i came out here tonight i looked and black horizon has a beer that they're really they're putting out they have a dream signal yes i saw that they just put a picture up of it yeah, yeah and they're gonna have that tomorrow and then i mentioned earlier the buckle down and there's another one i think i don't know if it's skeleton key or somebody else but they have something else that they're really it's like okay how am I? Yeah, I was supposed. To, I was supposed all to go to day, every day. Somebody's releasing. Something. It is, and it's, it's something you want to try. Wallet crazy, right? <laughs> it's something you want to try. I mean, uh, the Black Horizon stouts are great, and they mess with them too. It's like we've got it here. We've got it this way. When that tech keg's empty, we're going to add something else to it. 
Oh, and exactly. Similar yeah. stout, but we're going to add something else to it. Yeah, the barrel. They, 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 they dump the bit. barrel. And right. They, they get second, third, fourth used barrels. Now, go if you get a chance, listen to Black Horizons episode of this podcast. I will. I, I haven't. I didn't have a chance to listen to all thirty-four. He, he so. tell, their brewer tells a great story about about a small barrel that they had that that just the bung the bung just exploded out of it, and he said it was like hitting the ceiling, like it was spraying so heavily. Now he came from Miskatonic. I don't know. I don't what know, a, honestly. Yeah. Is it Alex, maybe? Kevin, is, Kevin is part owner. Yeah, okay, yeah Alex. He, and then uh, Charles was another uh, guy. He told me, he had, the day I was it. there, he told me he had, I think that's him. He said he had come from Miskatonic. That could be right. I don't, I'm other, not 100% the sure. The guy that was at Miskatonic came from Gordon Biersch. And Gordon yeah. Biersch is now out, and that became a rock bottom because I go to the one at Bowlingbrook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, you brought up rock bottom earlier because, and me too, I always thought rock bottom was. Oh, I mentioned my life. Fred, not the no, no, I'm kidding. Yes, the brewery, <laughs> but but you always thought of Rock Bottom as it's a it's a group and they have one m- recipe for all of their beers. When I was at the rooftop thing um, at po- the Polar Beer Fest on the rooftop at Rock Bottom, they had a separate bar at their outside bar, and they had all of their the Rock Bottoms, but they were all different. Every one of them was different. They all had different things. They all had different stouts. They all had different IPAs. So they're still playing around over they there. They all they're are. Still experimenting. Which I never, I never realized that. Yeah. So now I can't wait to go to the one in Bolingbrook and see exactly what they're trying. Because the one downtown, if you're ever on State Street, uh, State and Grand, it's at right in the corner, and they got a ton of new, a ton of stuff, and they change it up. They do a lot of different things. I never thought that. I thought it was like, okay, we've got this brown ale, and we got this, and we got that. But it's not that way. So maybe it was originally, but it's changed. So I'm, I'm giving them some more credit now. So well, Not that well, I discredited them before. <laughs> See, I'm that guy, though. I'm always like, oh, God, it's like a big commercial thing. You that's know? what, that's I, what I always thought it was. I don't because like I went to, to the myself one. a snob. But it feels I actually like went it. to the one in Yorktown. And the one, the one day I went there, I said, ah, these are all pretty generic. They're not... They've all changed, and I think they realized they had to because of the way craft beers go. Got to play a little. Yeah, bit. they it's can't the experimentation just... that keeps it where it is right now. It's yeah. why people love it so much. You know, I love the, the even talk to like Lagunitas. It's like yeah, they're. I talk to them, and I'm and I'm starting to think of them as like you just have these recipes in place, and it's like you're brewing these giant batches of beer and you're distributing, but it's like. They're still playing. They got this yeah. Cherry Jane they're coming out with this. You know, this week they just cool. posted that. I mean, they're still messing around. Yeah, they're still like keep small experimentation type stuff. So you know, I, we mentioned earlier, and I was talking about um, uh, the Revolution Antihero, and um, I was at a wedding one day. My buddy's son got married, and they got married, and their reception was at the City Winery on Randolph downtown. Nice, yeah. So I've seen some music there. It's yeah, a really nice place. To see it's like a real nice place. Artists, yeah. And their wedding was in that same room. Yeah, they had that whole thing, and uh, they had three beers. They had Coors, Revolution Antihero, and Zombie Dust. Whoa! I looked at my wife. I said, "You're driving Whoa. home." I said, "I said you're driving home they because had I said dust. I said between Zombie Dust and Revolution and Antihero, I said there's no way I'm driving home. Nice. I said you have to drive, and I said this is one of the reasons I'm so happy that she doesn't drink. This is because, Fred's day. Oh my God! I, and I went up to the groom, and I've known him since he was a kid because I went to high school with his dad, and I said, "Great beer selection." And it turns out that the bride's father is a big craft beer guy. So he made sure 
that whatever beer they had, they were gonna, but they were gonna throw the cores in there or whatever it was. It might have been something else, but oh, I yeah, know you it was a, give somebody right. Now. It was it was a general beer. So because if if you go to a wedding and you just you you ask for a beer and they give you a antihero or a zombie dust, you're gonna be shocked. I'm doing fine then. No, yeah, no, no. I'm we doing, are. Doing, yeah, we yeah. are. But if if you're not you know, a craft beer person. Yeah. And they give you that, you're going, like, what the hell is this? This tastes nothing like my Budweiser. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you didn't know, if you just took a shot, whatever's right. on draft or whatever, you know, whatever it is they're handing out. I'm sure there was probably, there was probably one or two people there that said, there, were, there weren't enough good beer selections. Shitty beer. Yeah. Give well, me six Schlitz. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My, uh, my, the same, my, my same buddy, his dad used to drink Schlitz all the time. <laughs> there are still people that Schlitz drink. Schlitz made a comeback for a while. It did. There. It did. Hey, you know what? PBR is not a bad beer. Nope. Ask People any th- hipster. Ask yes. any hipster in the Chicagoland area. They will tell you it's the best beer, probably. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of places you could go in the city and get PBR for a buck. Buck a can. It's like, really? Yep. Yep. This is a perfect afternoon. Go to craft beer bars, and then they, they, there's always that, that like one bar that has like a, a Pabst alongside like 30 different handles of yeah. you know, local yeah. good, good craft. Well, why not? Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, it, fit, it fits the hipster bill. Yep, it does. It does. So Fred, tell you know, me. We're both empty. I don't yeah, know. we're super empty. Should we ask? Let, let's yell at Eric. Hey, Eric. Can we get beers? Can we get some beers? <laughs> and so yeah, sorry, but I, what, I wanted to ask you about the White Sox. They'll be patient. I wanted to yeah. ask you about the White Sox. I mean, like it's excitement, right? As a it White is. Sox fan right now, well, it doesn't it matter is. like how many they lose, right? That, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not cheering for them to no, lose. No, I, it's I, not like it's the, not like NBA. It's not, right, it's not, it's the not tank. like the bowl season because, the, like the the White Sox have the fourth pick in the draft this year, coming up. Right. So I mean, that, you know, it's not like you need to get another one. Plus, their minor league system. More people are interested on a daily basis with what Dane Dunning is doing in Double A or yeah. what Luis Basabi is doing in in Double A or Mike Rodolfo in Single A or Michael Kopech in in Triple A. They they were more Kopech, worried about those yeah. things. And because they see a future. The problem is, and I explained this to, to Cub fans, and I was wrong, but it was a first. I said, listen, all the guys the Cubs are getting are not going to work out. It's impossible for, for Baez and Schwarber and Bryant and all these guys to work out. You know what happened? They all worked out. Now, you come to thank think you, about sir. it. You come to think about it, and thank you very much. You come to think about it, and and I tried to explain this to some fans the other day, and they were criticizing me. They said, "Well, Schwarber was a lot for the the World Series." I go, "Was this like a Twitter fight or like a no, like no, no, a, no. At, the the station, at the station? At the station? Yeah." I said, "Think about it. The Cubs played really bad to get high draft picks, and then they got Albert Almora, Chris Bryant, great Schwarber, and Ian Happ. Happ and Almora are still trying to figure out figure it out." Schwarber's trying to come back from an awful year, and Bryant's a two-time MVP. So, I mean, out of the four guys, they got one guy. So even though they won a World Series, it probably could have worked better. Right. I, don't, I don't think the four guys they got are Altuve, Correa. And, 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 not you know. the same. Yeah, right. Not like They're not the same. dealing with over there. So for the White Sox, they get guys in the draft. They had a problem, I think. They were bringing people up too early. And it started all the way back with Gordon Beckham. 
when they had Gordon Beckham years ago, they I brought him Jordan up. Gordon Beckham early. at like a Tommy Nevins. Did once. you? Yeah, he was he was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> He's a real nice guy. It was when he like his rookie year yeah. when he was crushing it. Van Pelt I was, was there in that town. Day. Van Pelt was in town with uh, Rosillo. I was. And, uh, he he held my friend's child who started to. Sc- just scream and he's like oh, oh, okay. i guess i'm not good with kids and he okay because there was a, <laughs> no he was super cool i though. was there that day it was at, it was at, I went down the one on 59 yeah it was at, yeah i was there that day and um but they brought gordon beckham up too early carlos rodon they probably brought up too early and people are people Sox fans and baseball fans are bashing him the kid a year before was pitching at nc state i mean you got to give pitchers a chance and i think everyone you know finally is realizing that well the white Sox, they've drafted a ton of pitchers which the cubs didn't do yeah, we went the other way. With Cubs that. went. I say hitters. we. As no, that's okay. Yeah, no. That's that's quite all right. Yeah. That's quite all right. You're not wearing a Cubs shirt today, but I can. I, I know have. there's one no. underneath. Uh, but but yeah, the Cubs didn't draft pitchers, and now they're fighting. You know, they're paying for pitchers. They paid for you, Darvish, and he has pitched awful so it's far. It's Not looking good. Not right. It's it's again. It's early. Our friend Eric over here is a Cub fan too. He just actually before you walked in, he was just saying, "I'm actually really concerned about you, Darvish." Yes, <laughs> very very much so. Yes. Well, you think about it. Was it four or five of his starts? He hasn't made it out of the fifth inning. Right, he's had good stuff in a couple and lost. Yeah. Right, man, that you know that that's a bad sign too. When you actually had your good stuff and lost. Well, you, you know, know what you don't like, uh, especially here in Chicago. I think nobody likes players that they think are mentally weak. And when a, mental midgets, when a balk or a walk to the pitcher throws you off your game after you're pitching really well until that inning, it's like really you you got rid of Jake. You didn't re-sign Jake Arrieta, who was like a bulldog. I mean, he would he would you know buckle down and do whatever he had to do. Okay, and I didn't throw the name of the brewery in there just for the hell of it. Oh, but sure you did. If it fit. So. All right, uh, shout out to Ike and <laughs> and Vicky, 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 Vicky's. Uh, Everybody been, knows Vicky. That's yeah, hilarious. She, that yeah, between yeah. Chet and Vicky, yeah. if I know those two people, then yep. they can introduce you to almost anybody else. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the White Sox have pitchers, and young pitchers are tough to develop. But they've got so many of them. That even if only half of them work out, they should be fine. Is that? I mean, what do you attribute the turn to? Do you turn? Do you say Rick Hahn, just a good, smart guy? Is it? Is it Kenny backing off a little I more? I think Reisdorf finally got to the point where he said, well, "I can't take this anymore." Like, stop it, Kenny. We got to let Rick we, do it. We got to find a way to get a winner or yeah. start winning. So eventually gets fed up. But I mean, as fans, I mean, you and Carm, like, are you, are you guys giddy? Are you guys having exciting conversations? Yeah, like, I watch. Uh, we did a show yesterday out at uh, Cork and Kerry. Right uh, on 33rd and Princeton, right by the ballpark. Even though the Sox were on the road, we had the game on and we were watching the game the whole time. Couldn't believe it that the pitcher, Carlos Martinez, hit a homer against us, Giolito. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're excited. Moncada made a great play. Next thing you know, he slides into third base, hurts his ankle and his hamstring. I mean, a lot of their guys are getting hurt, but their young guys are getting some experience in the big leagues, and you're hoping that, you know, in a year. I wanted him to, to challenge next year. It looks more and more like it'll be 2020. You think maybe, yeah. But yeah, it's, that's right. It was exciting going into the year, I remember. People were like, yes, this is happening. It's, it's going to be on an yeah. accelerated pace, and now I think people are starting to be like, all right. Well, we'll you know what happened? There. Avi Garcia, who was bad for a while, and when I say bad, two years ago he didn't go to SoxFest because the year before that he got booed. At Soxfest. <laughs> I mean, literally booed. They they were just the fans were going crazy when they announced Who booed his name. Them, though? Like the three fans that were there. Or? Oh, 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 see, yeah, see, yeah, there it is. See? No, Soxfest has has big crowds. Uh, yeah. yeah, it does. Huh? Right. So they were booing him, and he didn't come to the next year. But last year he hit. He was he's the second best hitter in the American League average wise last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah. It was shocking. So, right for everybody. So they were expecting him to do the same or something similar this year. Then he hurt his hamstring. So he's been out. So now you know what's going to happen. 
But you know, you, know, you still have a Brave. You still have other guys out there that that are. That are I think Brave. I think a Brave should stick around. And a lot of people think they should they should move him when it gets to closer to this. Uh, you know, oh, and bring he? all the new guys in. I think he should keep him. Resign the guy. He's uh he's made the most money for a Sox player. His contract was six years, sixty eight million. That's nothing nowadays. Okay. How old is he now? Is it, we're, 30, we're, 31. But still, 30s, right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of players get beyond that. It's not oh, yeah, all of yeah. a sudden now it's like baseball. Once you hit 30, it's like you're an old man. It's it's not the Everything case. Now, not yeah. the case, especially with, with uh, first baseman and DHs. They can play for a long you, time. Yeah, you can last. Big there. Poppy played. He was 40, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on some things maybe. Well, you know. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. You know, you know if the Sox win a World Series in the next, like, five years, the Cub fans are going to be like, well, you're welcome. You're welcome for, for all the trades. Hey, <laughs> you know, Eloy Jimenez looks really good. He speaks English, too. <laughs> I mean, very well. And uh, he looks really good. They have a lot of options. They have a lot of outfielders. And I think they're just going to sit and wait. People say, well, they should make another move or they should tank. Not t- Some people use the word tank, and I, I hope to not do that. But they should get another high draft pick. That's not a that's not a baseball thing though. No, I mean, it's I not. Well, taking is not to me. It's not a baseball. It was kind of with the Cubs. But what the Cubs did was they just Don't didn't you have dare enough good. Talk about no. they didn't have enough <laughs> good players to bad. win. Yeah. Right. They they made sure they didn't have enough good players to win, and they got higher draft picks. But like I said, it's you know they didn't get any pitching. And Theo has mentioned, and so is Jed. They we didn't we don't they have made, any pitching right now. They did that on purpose too. I mean, they, that was by design, as far as I can. Well, tell. they I mean, and not. they said they would buy the pitching. Well, they bought yeah. Lester, mm-hmm. and now they bought Darvish, and then they got Hendricks in a trade. One or might in not a deal. Work. Well, they got Hendricks in a trade. They got Quintana in a trade, and they got Chetwood as a free agent signing. So they signed three of their starting five are free agent signings. And the other two are trades, and it looks so like they it's didn't draft anybody to be that way for a while, right? And that's the way. See, for the where, for the White Sox, eventually it'll be Giolito in a trade, but still in the minor leagues. Ronaldo Lopez a trade, uh, Carlos Rodon if he can come back from his shoulder, uh, a draft, and then they have so many other guys. They got, could, yeah, they got guys. Carson Fulmer a draft. Uh, Fulmer, yeah. they're not sure what's going to happen with him, and then they drafted other guys. This kid Zach Birdie, they drafted from Downers Grove. He threw he. Tommy John surgery, so he comes back. He'll throw harder. When well, he, he was throwing back. 100. He was throwing 100 already. <laughs> yeah. and so he was 105 be, when right. he comes back. He yeah. was going to be the guy to come out of the bullpen and, and shut people down. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think all White Sox fans are, a little, are excited. Uh, and then seeing what Moncada did for the last couple of weeks before he got hurt the other day, yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to keep him out for a while or not. Because it was slow starting this year for him, right? It, it was, was real kinda... slow. He's still striking out a lot. He struck out like 47 times. He's on pace to strike out like 240 times. We know about that over in the north side, but, too. But, <laughs> but see, and, and be, me being an old guy, it's taken me a while to figure out this new baseball. The sabermetric I mean, world? Well, or like 33% of all at-bats in April – 33% of all at-bats in April were either a strikeout, a walk, or a homer. Wow. That's not the way baseball is supposed to be played. You're supposed to hit. And, and Joe Madden talks about it, moving the ball around, hitting the ball. And the Cubs haven't done it the last six games. No, they talk about it, though. Yeah, they do talk <laughs> about it. They talk about how they need to do it. They play back-to-back games where the wind's blowing out, and they scored three runs. And uh, No, they scored no – what was it? They scored three runs in one day and one run the other. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, so good. you know, and and sometimes they just want to muscle up and hit homers. And they they pitched okay for. this week. They you pitched know, they really came well. Out, they came out okay. I mean, but it, it wasn't a good. They're, it wasn't they're, a good showing. No, their starters went five straight games without giving up an earned run. I think it was. They went thirty three or thirty four innings in yeah. a row, and then Hendricks gave up back to back homers to start the game against the Rockies. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's an unpredictable sport. No, and it's a long <laughs> sport. I mean, it's a lot. You know, it people is, say it's yeah. early. It's early till June, almost in baseball. And and the the old saying is, you know, you you can't win a championship in April, but you can lose one. The Sox are eight and twenty. I mean, you know, they they put probabilities in the uh, one of the uh, analytics groups put out the possibilities of making the playoffs. There's only two teams in the Sox division: the Indians, and they also. Did they have the twins? Yeah, I think they had the twins. Even though the twins were off to a bad start, they also had the twins as like a four percent chance to make the playoffs. The Indians were a ninety-six percent chance to make the postseason. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the White Sox are Royals zero. Yeah, where, so, where are they pulling these yeah. numbers from? And and the, the, I didn't see the Cubs, but the Cubs was probably about ninety, probably in the high nineties. But of you know, Pittsburgh started off well. St. Louis. Who knows? And the Cubs have Milwaukee's number. They're seven and one against them. Yeah, they're putting their foot down early so far for that. Yeah, they have. Well, more so. importantly, Fred, for everybody to to think about what is this? For, what is the, this we're drinking? This is, this is Bubble Tub. Bubble Tub. Uh, it's Winer Beer. Winer Beer Co. Okay. Uh, Winer's local too. Um, they do Le Tub, which I think is like a is it? Yeah, it's a saison. But this is a this is a uh, kettle, kettle soured saison. It's got a little little fruit juiciness to yeah. it. Yeah, like a like a watermelony flavor. Yeah, so it says with watermelons. It's kind of tasty. It is. Yeah, it's not bad. Not not usually the, my cup of tea. It's not the one I'm going to find off the shelf and buy. But I like when when Eric just comes over here and pours us one. You yeah, know, and you're like, oh, it's a little surprise. Well, the, the um, you you look at it, and I mentioned earlier. Um, Goose and Sophie is a beer that it's a it's a farmhouse ale they call it yeah and a lot of people like it a lot of um, I told I was telling you the story earlier and and my wife and I have had some uh, medical problems over the last couple of years and you know cancer I guess would be considered a medical you, problem you right? tried to you tried to just yeah medical ailments <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah cancer I guess some would pretty be. big ones yeah my wife had ovarian cancer in 2014 and uh, then went into remission. And then when she went into remission, I had large B-cell lymphoma, which I had to look up. I had no idea what that was. Basically, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, went oh. through my treatments, had surgery, took my spleen out. had a four-inch mass you don't have a spleen? No. Nope. First I'm time s- I've talked to a guy without a spleen. I'm spleenless. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize either, but uh, when you're younger, your body will adjust to not having a spleen. You know, you've heard of people getting in accidents, younger people, teenagers, car accidents or something like that. But when you're my age... They said you got to take shots every ten years uh, because otherwise you can catch all these illnesses. Really, that your body can't fight. Like immune what, boosting shots every ten years. Basically, because what what the the spleen does is it filters your blood and gets rid of all the impurities. I guess. So you mean like beer? Uh, hopefully, <laughs> that's the liver's job. Well, all right. yeah, it better be because it's the right? spleen's job. I'm in trouble. As long as you got one of those, yeah. we're good. So anyway, I I went through my. My my cancer. I was out off for a while. Uh, did six treatments of chemo. Uh, everything was fine. I'm still fine. Before my first two month checkup, my wife's cancer came back. The last six months, she went through chemo treatments that didn't really work. Nothing. She didn't get worse, but she didn't get better. And now she's going through an immunotherapy drug. Uh, she's had her three cycles through. So we've had, you know, we've had situations where we we uh, we recover on our leather sectional called our chemo couch. That's the chemo couch. Yeah. She was just saying today. She goes, you know, this this chemo couch is starting to get old. I said, well, we've been on it for the last six years or Jeez, not six years, man. four years no, dealing yeah, with all this stuff. So it's you know it, it's weird. It's one of those things where never n- no cancer in either of our families, and then all really? of a sudden, yeah, and we get it. That's shocking. Yeah. None at all. Huh. None, no how is uh, that even? grandparents or anything. So and, and they don't know. Nobody knows how right. you get it. They just know that they're they're trying to get rid of it. So 
So yeah, we've been dealing with that. So uh, she good spirits right now. She feeling right good? now she is. Okay. Right now she is pretty much. After each treatment, she gets a little sore, a uh, little soreness and little, her muscle soreness and aches. But usually after that, the second, third week, she's fine until she gets it again. God so that's bless good, her, man. Yeah, God bless her. That's why we went down to Nashville and drove to Nashville uh, at the beginning of March because it was right before her treatment started. So yeah, I, my dad always used to tell me it sucks to get old. And now after, you know, I turned 59 or 60, and now it really is. Yeah, it does, actually. Like, Dad, things start, you don't even know. Right. Things <laughs> start to fall apart. That. Yeah. Yeah. So things start falling apart now. So, but, The good news is, yeah. is that, that your definition of research is watching sports and drinking beer. Oh, yeah. Right? That's what I do, We talked basically. about research, yeah. or trying all different beers. Sure. Research for work. Yeah. Babe, I got to sit down and watch the Sox game. I got, I'm, I'm DVR the Sox game, and I'm, I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I love the Bulls, but I'm not now, the biggest NBA fan. Now, were you at one fan. point, or is it dwined, or is um, it up, down? Like, is it? Uh, I was years ago. I mean, like during the Jordan years, I was a fan of the whole league, and I just I got to the point where I hate ISO basketball. I hate yeah. isolation, and so many times you watch Russell Westbrook or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, and I just got tired of watching you know, guys go to the other side of the court. Plus, why would you ever have a rule where you can play a zone defense, but you can get called for playing an illegal zone? That's, listen, if they're the greatest players in the game, if they're the greatest players in the game, they should be able to figure it out. All of it. We're playing yeah. a zone. Figure it out. Yep. Try to beat us. No legal defense. And the same no. thing. And I've been harping for the last two years. And they, all the youngsters, you say you're an old man. Traveling's ridiculous. And what I saw, it's hilarious Rick, is what, right, it's not ridiculous. No, it's hilarious. Right. When I saw Rick Buecher, Rick Buecher tweeted this a, a while back. He used to be at ESPN. Now he's on the West Coast. I yeah. think he worked for Fox or something. Buecher now. was the one that said there was like a hundred percent chance Kobe would never play for the Lakers again, yeah. and he was going to be a bull. Yeah. <laughs> With Lou Aldang trade. Yeah. So good job, Rick. But Buecher <laughs> also said the other day he goes he doesn't know when it went from one and a half steps to two and a half steps, to but it's never going to get back. <laughs> And it is. I mean, you watch it. it. Every time you hear the announcer say a Euro step, he should just say it's traveling. Like like the uh, the combination of that part of basketball and then the explosion of social media and the internet makes for some of the greatest memes and oh, gifts and videos yep. of like you can see LeBron take nine steps and, and Well then did dunk. you see did you see uh Joel Embiid was making fun of the James Harden step back? No, no. They had okay, there was a James Harden step back a while ago. He had stopped dribbling was standing there and then hopped back behind the three-point line like and took the three. Like two jumped in the yeah. air, yeah. back behind the line, and then jumped and shot the ball. And took the th- yeah. and then so the next day, Joel Embiid is practicing, and he's sitting there doing it and taking the James Harden step back and the jump back. And it's <laughs> like just, in warm-ups and stuff? Yeah, oh, in warm-ups. It's just, it's you know, call the game. And people keep saying, I, I hear if I hear one more person say, well, if they call that, the game will have so many whistles. No, if they start calling it, they'll people start. stop doing it. Right. <laughs> That's what'll happen. They'll start playing the right way because if if James Harden got called for a travel every single time, he'd say, you know, I would have to start playing the way I learned how to play basketball. I should rethink this whole thing, huh? right? Yeah. Exactly. You would think so. So anyway, I, so I don't watch. I don't watch nearly as much. But I had to watch like tonight. The Cavs are playing. My DVR is full. Thursdays are big nights. Uh, big Bang Theory. So, uh, I like that. Big Bang Theory, and there's a couple other shows I watch, and so I record all that and the White Sox, and I'll I'll catch up on LeBron and 
Toronto or whatever that is. I don't is. know how you do it. There's so much to take in. That is tonight. Is that tonight? I don't know. It's what's it's Hard today? Thurs- Thursday? Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. 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 It's Thursday. Uh, one of them. I'm not sure. There's one game at That's least. fine. We'll figure that yeah. out later. We're talking about beer anyway. So what, what does that matter? So, so Fred, you talked this about Revolution good. Antihero being kind of your, your go-to. Go-to. Like, yeah. Like, what's your... What's your What's your like final beer? Let's say, let's say you knew one. you knew it was all over tomorrow. What, what would what would be? Are you calling up Goose? Like, where's your prop? Where's your? Uh, what do you what are you Boy, looking for? Let me see. That's tough. I know. That's I, a tough I, one. I, sh- I shouldn't even ask you. That. No, no, it's, that's 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 it's almost that's a good inconsiderate. Question. It's a good question. There's so many. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. It could be a pro- it could be the prop uh, because like I said that's that's been basically one of the best beers I've had. Um, Every it, w- year it, it would seems be to. it would be a uh, sorry Josh Noel it would be a probably a pastry stout I'm it maybe not so over the top but it wouldn't be um, I love Guinness I mentioned to you earlier uh, you know Guinness is a, a beer I I drink I can drink a lot of people think Guinness is heavy it's not it's not it's like one they of the lighter had beer, what right we, what we like to drink no it's one of the lightest beers you'll ever drink but no they see the color and they think it's heavy. It, w- it would probably have to be a stout. And like I said, I was shocked because when I first heard the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers, I said, I don't like stouts. I'm not going to be. <sighs> Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You go, was, there's nothing yeah. not to like. Uh, so it would probably be a stout. It would probably be proprietors. Uh, boy. Or I could all go back to my original days of uh, the, the Hackers of Ice. That could be that, too. Because for those who, for people that haven't had that, it's a really good beer. <laughs> And uh, every once in a while, I'll just buy a, Hoff, a six pack of Hofbrau from, you know, uh, at Binnie's yeah, or something yeah. like that. And just buy a six pack of that, and that's that's good too. So that's a tough question. But at this point, right now, I'd have to say proprietors. For fear of making you leave some some people out, just just rattle rattle off some place. Like if if Fred Hubner gets a Friday or Saturday night with maybe with the wife, maybe just solo. Yeah. Where, where are you going? Where are you going locally? Uh, buckle down, Black Horizon. Skeleton Key, we even mentioned Alter, Alter, yeah. and Alter is very, very good. They and I was there one day. They uh, they put online that they had a uh, a cask. I said I gotta go. They they have some fun with yeah. casks. Popped yeah. it up on the bar and it's I nice. samples them. And they had a very nice, uh, some very good stouts too. Um, Alter, Salamota. I haven't been to in a while. I really like Noon Whistle. Me too. Uh, my problem is the two times I've been there, they've had events going, so I couldn't like sample a lot of stuff. But then I got to meet. I was with Chet Brett, and he got he just got me a bunch of beers. So I don't Chet's know. Chet's the guy, yeah. right, for that kind of thing. And they you know what's really good. That I mean, I know people know about it, but More Brewing is really good. Oh, I love More Brewing. More has a stout that I have. I have a picture of on my phone because they were so good. Henna. Uh, it henna? might be One, a variation of henna, probably. They had they had a, they had a stout, and then they also had a. Uh, uh, I want to say it was a hazy IPA that was just really unbelievable. They do a lot of them. They do yeah. a lot of double. Sean Burns is the brewer over there, and he was. They did the 29th episode there. Definitely my second highest rated episode and yeah. biggest uh, downloads and all that. But he, he, they're great people. Well, I hadn't been there for the longest time, so I made a deal one day where I was coming home from work. My wife was busy, and I stopped at more. Then hopped on Roosevelt and went to Noon Whistle. Noon Whistle, yep. Yeah. It was a perfect little, you know, samplers here. And I wanted to get samplers at Noon Whistle. Like I said, the day I got there was their Oktoberfest. So I, oh, right. I, had, I had to stay and have a... Party time. Yeah. yeah. I had to listen to, listen to you know, polka music and have a, a beverage or two and a nice big pretzel from the beer truck. So 
you know, that oh, was good well, too. Oh, well, if you're going to mention that, i got to give a shout-out to Gnarly Knots. It's probably the pretzel that was truck that. you're referring that to. That was yeah. them, yeah. Actually, it's so weird. A guy that, I, a guy that I've worked with at two different jobs for the last eight years, he went to high school with the guy that owns Gnarly Knots. <laughs> great, great people, and they make some amazing stuff. They do. And, you know, it, you had one of your previous ones, actually one of your most previous ones, when you had Church Street on. Church Street has... Um, has moved on because they started by just making more, more or less, um, you know, some lagers and some other stuff and the Hellas Classic and that German stuff. German style, but, right? Beers, but over yeah. the last year or two, they've they've really branched off and made a bunch of other things. And their their um, Irish Red Ale was real good, really good. And um, the Hellas is good for those who haven't tried it. Their Hefeweizen, as we said, that waiting Hellas on that. is their beer. Man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really they good. Own that beer. So they've made a lot of really good stuff. And uh, I remember. The distribution that these places are getting is great too because what's the Trader Joe's today? And there's there's Beguile, there's there's Buckle Down, there's Bader Brow, there's all these things. And it's yeah. great to see because they also you know, Trader Joe's tries to push their a Joseph yeah. something. Yeah. And I've always Trader Jose. <laughs> I'm always tempted to try them. You know, give me I've a, had them once in a yeah, while. Yeah, they're not they don't look they they probably can't be awful. Yeah. But you know, um, but yeah, there's so many places, you know, and, and I've always thought. And I know some people have tried to do it, just the 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 one day bus thing, where you hop on a bus and you hit all of the the beer places because yeah. there's so many of them now. I mean, you know, if, if you think about it, you go Buckle Down, Black Horizon, uh, Skeleton Key, Myths and Legends, Alter, Salomon, you could hit there. Yeah. You could hit all that, right? Yeah, there. you can yeah. even hit some of them if you take a train. Yeah. Because you can take the train and uh, go all the Imperial way out to Two Oak. Brothers. Imperial Oak is, right? is on the train. Train. If you go the other there. way, if you go take to Burlington, yeah. you end up at you end up at Two Brothers. Yep. And uh, that's my wife asked me the other day. She goes, "Someone's someone wants to get together, and go to Two Brothers." I said, "We're in." I said, "That's not a problem." <laughs> Raise I, your hand. I remember in. going to their original place. Couldn't find it. it was dark as in that the industrial area. That area. Yeah. It's, it's really. It was. It and was then you have the Roundhouse with yeah. the old Walter Payton, which is know. great. Yeah, and that, and they used to make before when it was still the Roundhouse. They would actually, I'm not sure who was brewing there at that point, but they would also make good beer there. Yeah, and uh, so and now with with two brothers there, they're making great stuff. Yeah, they're, their they're Abelweiss is really good. So yeah, the Abel Abelweiss is a that was yeah. a classic beer. That's um, always been a that's always been one of my. If they have that, if I go to a ball game and I know the Kane County Cougars always had that. Right, they have yeah. that that Abelweiss and it was nice and so it's just great to go on out and get good beer. I can't say righteously good. That's uh, that's Chet's uh, righteously yeah, good. Yeah, that's Chet's in Church is, Street. Isn't he just the coolest guy? <laughs> well, and just like I said, guy. and he's the nicest guy too. And he he is a big sports fan, and uh, he actually went to the same high school and grew up with uh, Chris Russo, Mad Dog. Uh, from Mike and the Mad Dog in New York, so okay. he knows him a little bit, and he's yeah, he's, he was at Brooklyn Beer for a while, right? Uh, Chet, yeah, huh? yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just it's just great having it's. It would have to be a long day. I'd have to start as soon as they open and go all day long. <laughs> and then eat a lot. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Well, or just follow the pretzel truck around. Yeah, the pretzel truck. Yeah. That's it. Gnarly knots. Get yeah. it. So, so, Fred, before I before I let you off the hook here, I got I got to ask you, just for me, because I've been a huge fan for a long time of, of your work and, and ESPN and Carm and Yurk and everybody. Yeah. What's it like working with Waddle and Sylvie? <laughs> you know what? Uh, and I told Sylvie this. If it wasn't for the Cubs tanking and trying to lose sylvie would still be single um sylvie has mentioned on the air that's so great he's mentioned on the air that he didn't really pay much attention to the cubs when they were trying to lose because he knew what the plan was he knew what theo's plan was trusted it and in that time Beautiful Allie and him right in that time he met Allie, 
got married, and had a kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden, then it comes to get good. Then so, another one. Yeah. Hey, so just... if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, I said, you know, you've got to thank Theo for for your life because now you've got you've got the lovely Allie and you got your two kids and Mason and Braxton and it's like unbelievable. <laughs> and and Waddle's just Waddle is if you think of like the nicest guy you know, it would be Tom Waddle would would, would probably be nicer. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he has he has a Super Bowl party every year at his house. I hear. And I, I hear. I didn't go I, this year. I love how that it, it's a big topic of conversation on all all the shows. Yeah. So Cap Show, yeah, Carmen York Show, and then their show. Yeah. It comes up all the time. I went two years in a row, and uh, I didn't go this year because Pat, my wife wasn't feeling good, so we stayed home. Um, but it's just it's just class. I mean, they open their doors to people, and you know, we've got all these people coming in. Pat Boyle and Jordan Cornette and all these other people that work at the station, and uh, you know, Cap brings. You mean his, good time, Patty Boyle? Yes, yes. <laughs> and Cap brings his uh, his uh, his guys from Apt from ABT, and they're there, and of course, it's, it's fun. Losing. Yeah, it's just great. But Waddle could not be a nicer guy, and it's funny too because Cap Cap's an interesting guy because if you're a Sox fan, a lot of Sox fans don't like Cap. A lot of and, Cub fans don't eat. No. Well, I, no, you we know what? It, every he's got his he's got his own way of doing things, and I but I have to tell you something. He um, there are two guys. When my wife was sick, uh, I hadn't seen Cap in a while, and I hadn't seen Bruce Levine, who I used to work with. Bruce, oh, I love Bruce. on ESPN One Thousand. We do, do talking baseball. Basically, it was his show, and oh I was God, on I it. Also, thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot you guys were always on. We on did Saturdays, t- every Saturday. Baseball. We yeah. did talking baseball. So I saw them and. When my wife got sick, the, when I f- saw both of them, the first time I saw them afterwards, their first words out of their mouth was how my wife was. Not, hey, Fred, what's going on? Not this. So at that point, they could do no wrong by me. Yeah. Cap is. They earned it. Cap is, whatever you see on the air, his brashness at times and flipping out and going and, and just flipping, period. <laughs> no shot. Uh, no shot. Could not be a nicer guy. It just, uh, just an unbelievably nice guy. Uh, salt of the earth kind of guy. He's on the radio. He's given his opinion. He's not. He's not shy about it. And uh, so it's it's interesting. There are, there are not many bad guys in, in sports radio. And uh, doesn't seem like no. And, and the guys the guys over at ESPN are all great guys. I've been there. I started there in uh, let's see, uh, 2010, I think. So and I've been part time. It's it's a part time thing all the time. So I'm working three shifts here and five shifts here. And oh yeah, football. you're all you're so random. Like uh, right, like, oh, you never Fred's know whenever to tune up. Yeah. What's in Fred's can? That's yeah. what I want to know. Half That's the time. Yeah, right? you know. Well, it, right now it's nothing. I'm drinking. We could translate this into into a, a, a regular segment. What's in, what's what, actually in Fred's what, actual yeah, can? It is right. Yeah. What's in Fred's can? Uh-huh. Well, today is right now. It's a bubble tub. You said I beat you to it. You know, you had this idea to, to kind of do what I'm doing years yeah. ago, and you, you know, when well, I talked to. Chet, Chet, right, Chet. And, and he was a, he's the perfect person. I mean, you know, for the people you haven't been able to get in touch with or have been struggling. He's mentioned. He's like, who, who are you struggling to get? Exactly. Let me, let me know. He's like, Take, give me names. I'll you. get them. I'll yeah. get them for you. So How there's, great is that? There's a lot of great guys in the business. And I didn't even mention 350. And you had Soundgrowler yeah. on the other day. Soundgrowler. That, that, that little corridor of Tinley. Yes. And now they're getting banging bang gavels going to open up. It's like. funny that you had Soundgrowler because my buddy who I go to, my buddy Tom Kelly, he lives in Tinley Park. And we went out there, and I was early getting to his house. He told me, he goes, come out early. There's a new brewery that opened up by us. So he takes me to Sound Growler, and I had their Orange Haze. Uh, tremendous. He said it was one of their best-selling beers. Yeah, it it was, was one of those styles that they were kind of like, eh, yeah. do we really want to do a hazy beer? Well, when I saw Orange, too, I said, you know, I hope it doesn't have too much orange. It didn't. 
It was perfect. Larry Absolutely the perfect. over there. Yeah. He's, he's a great dude. They're and, great guys. And I there. knew they had food, but anybody that's listening now that has not listened to your podcast with them yet, um, you do a great – you guys – my mouth was watering, and I wanted to go back and get tacos. Shut up. Those tacos were unreal. <laughs> I did not eat because you were going back to my buddy's my house My buddy to went eat. there today, yeah. and I saw him post the, the, the El Pastor tacos were the best tacos he's ever had. Yeah. You and know? it's it was a, it's a great way and and they said how they're just continuing to grow and I thought their graphics are awesome they're the music's amazing, great right? I didn't know I did never heard the term either doom metal yeah doom yeah. metal never heard of it before but just the sound growler logo on the wall I took a picture of it on my phone because it was so cool and it's the first time I've been out there it's uh, super cool yeah right? that wall, and that I remember logo on the wall and, yeah and I'm because I, because like I said I, I just ran in for one and. Um, we I tried it I didn't, so I didn't get the flight because I knew I was going back to my buddy's house to drink so I had the one and uh, I did the same at 350 I did you know I I'd go and I sit down and get a flight and I did that at 350 and at Hailstorm did the same thing and it's great you wanted boy the Tinley Park area there'll be there'll be four huge ones plus they're crushing it right plus now. Uh, the open bottle open and bottles crafted, right there and crafted yeah. they're all right there yeah, I mean, they're all you there can touch them all it's you can great. touch six right yeah. there when Banging Gavel opens it's yeah. crazy and it, and I have not been out to. I don't know if you've talked to Will County. Yeah, Will County. I've okay. talked. That's that's my area. Okay. That's my yeah, that's, they that's, were on before they opened. Okay. Uh, but right. Yeah. So that's new, and there's so many new J- ones. Jamie, out here. that brews for Will County, another another uh, barley wine guy. One oh, these, is he really? One of these weird yeah. guys that just loves barley wines. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, but he yeah. hopefully he makes more than that. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't even have a barley wine on. Right okay. Now. No, no, they they no they no, they, make, that, they make some good beer. That's on my list to hit too. And I like I said, when I leave here, should be a, a message when you go over there. I'm gonna come have a drink with you. That when day. I leave here, there's a good chance I'll stop at Metal Monkey because yep. that's also on my list of places to get to. Because I believe it or not, I have not gotten there. Yeah, look for Jason and Dan, the the guys that are uh, Brandy, the uh, Dan's wife. They they run that place, the three of them, and it's it's a it's a nice place. Man. And I know it's rude to to be talking to it's you fine, with me on Fred. my phone. Keep it up. No, but here is the list of the of three places I hadn't gone to. Yeah, Iron and Glass. Oh, you got to get the microphone. I know. You got to get out. And you know there. the funny thing is, microphone used when they when microphone first started, they were brewing out of uh slap shot yes yes and i saw them. they were on the podcast they're my best episode they're the biggest episode yeah. i've had yeah. and i saw them at slap shot they were just making stuff and the guys at slap shot were telling me uh miller the miller brothers were telling me uh that microphone was just starting and i sampled some of their stuff they had an anniversary thing or something like that and i was there it was an awful day it was pouring rain <laughs> and uh, they had a little tent in the back of their building and their people were playing bags inside and microphone had a couple of their beers and they were great and i know it's up in roselle right or it's it's in elk grove village, elk grove village. My, mike palin that runs that is that salt it's a great dude. yeah he just loves beer he yeah. really loves beer and like it's all for that i mean you can buy some right there got i know, a bunch they of got a bunch i saw i've <laughs> seen them listen here and like like you said it's tough to come to a place like this like iron and glass or crafted or and not yeah. walk out yeah, with, with your pocket with your hands full yeah, yeah. With yeah. your uh, paper money that you're probably still, I still have it. I, I told my wife I got to grab an extra twenty. Your your, your Yurko roll, your <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yurk my, roll. Mine is like in centimeters as opposed to inches. Yeah. yeah, I once went and picked up food at Heroes and Legends and Joliet. I went. My wife ordered food. She's like, "Hey, you know, we need dinner real quick. Go pick it up." So I go pick up the food. This was year, years ago. I, I I pull into the front and I see the the old ESPN one thousand Hummer out front. You yeah. Know? So I walk in there to go. I'm waiting. The hostess. I'm like, I'm just picking up. I go and I see. Yurko just bombing shots down with with patrons. I'm like, this is this is the guy. This That's is why what people do love this yeah. guy. Like, I I just did a show at Heroes and Legends recently, and um and it had it was during football season. It had to be. It was with um, Daniel Brown, their tight end, 
and I, we did a show out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize how close it was to where I was was going. So you just write down Weber, right? And, and yeah, you can go down Hobolt Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, and then stuff. and then uh, the the only other thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, when I was asking about Waddle and Sylvie is that the thing I wanted to say about Sylvie is uh, is I've I've been going to their remotes and stuff for years since I've you know was, was yeah. you know. 20, 2006, whatever they started, but Sylvie has remembered me for has years, he really? which is like cool because it's not like I saw him like once a week. You know, sure. it was like months, and I would tweet things at him, and be like, "Oh yeah, you're Joe Bobby, right?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'd see him at Heroes, uh, Heroes and Legends, one of the places I saw him at. They yeah. did a remote there, and he was doing like one of his own things, like a 7 p.m. where it's just him promoting something. Right. It's not a live radio. Giving away show. tickets or something like yeah, that. Right. They had doing his tickets, his his, uh, his questions. Yeah, he does boy, a great job doing that stuff. My buddy Jabari used to work for 1000 doing promotions okay. uh, years ago. I saw him at like Durbin's when they were doing uh, Cutler, you know, when they yeah. had the Cutler show yeah. once we went, when they won, you know, and he would show up. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but no, it was just, it was, it's cool. Like you said, there's not a lot of bad guys in the business. It's, no, and Sylvie, and Sylvie does that a lot. He remembers people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a really good job of that. Um, he, he remembers people because he knows the, the listeners are the most important people. And uh, th- he realizes that. And no matter what they get on their show and guests they have on their show, he, he talks a lot about P1s. He talks a lot yeah. about, you know, the people that are listening, the people that are out there on a daily basis. And that's, that's the biggest thing. You know, we're, doing, we're, we're not just talking to ourselves. We're talking to, you know, people sitting around in their cars. A or, lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people sitting around in their cars or, you know, I'm never sure how many people go home and turn the radio on once they get home. I do it sometimes during the day, but it's almost always in the car. And it makes, you know, when you're in the car, you're by yourself. Now it's not you're by yourself. You've got got Waddle in the front seat, Sylvie in the back. I think that's the way it would probably work. That's what it feels like. I don't don't think Sylvie be in the front. I don't think you want to put Waddle. I don't know. No, Waddle or Sylvie be driving. He'd be trying to drive your car. He would be trying to drive. Yeah, (laughs) there's no doubt about that. But Uh I don't think you put Waddle in the back seat. No, you don't put Waddle in the back (laughs) seat at at all. Uh all. No, that doesn't work. No, but this has been an honor for me, Fred. I really appreciate it. You know, talking to a guy that I on a station that I listened to my whole, you know, last 15 years of my life. So I appreciate you doing this with me. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we, before we can hit no, it? No, this is, this is great. I mean, I, I, I listened to a couple, as soon as I, you would call me, I listened to two or three. Like, Which I, I feel pretty I, awesome about I forgot that. I listened to Sound Growler one. That was great. That was Fred awesome. Fred Huebner listened to my podcast. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. And I tweet him out right away. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, it, it's great when people listen to stuff and they, they, anything they like, just retweet it. And uh, that's a big thing with, and with anything you do i mean if i have a blog if i throw up a blog once a couple times a year i throw it up there and people people all react to it right away and that's that's always a nice thing and uh this is great because you know how many beer people there are out there how many beer lovers there are out there because anytime you go to a place anytime you go to a place there's there's people that that's their place that's the place they're going yeah so yeah and then there's people like me that tries to hit them all I'm with you, man. I can't stop myself either. It's an illness. It's a disease. It's right. It's 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 an addiction. I think think Fallon did like one of his thank you cards one night about it, you know, and it was like, thanks, craft beer, for making my uh, alcoholism seem like a neat hobby, you know? (laughs) Well, you know what? It's I I think that this is great because I think, like I said earlier, I think volume wise, we're all drinking less. Right. But we're just a little drinking, more potent, yeah. a little more delicious, right. a little we're more drinking, crafted. Right. We're drinking better stuff. I mean, people, for the longest time, I don't know about you, but I used to make fun of wine guys. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I find beauty in wine too now sometimes. Like, well, now wine people make fun of beer guys. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, hold we it. We are we're dorks. Not, we're dorks though. For well, real, dorks yeah. is probably a good word. Snobs. Nah. I don't think we're snobs though. Now we're dorks. Yeah. Dorks is probably a better word than snobs. But just like sports, it's getting to that point now where, you know, with, with social it's a, the combination of sports, beer, social media, all that stuff. It it's breeding like the the dickhead kind of, you know, oh, yeah. they, they, like the people are just troll and it's just like anything else. You know, I don't think the difference between wine drinkers and beer drinkers. I don't think a lot of beer drinkers turn their nose up to a lot of stuff. They'll give stuff a chance. I believe that where wine people, it's like beyond below them to drink, you know, beneath <laughs> them. Yeah. The, me? No, there's no way I'm going to drink a three ninety nine uh, Charles Shaw. That's not happening. Is that a screw top bottle? We're not drinking that. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Anyway, if you can't, if you don't, you know, have to use the fancy bottle opener and you don't have to pour it to air it out. No, ah, forget yes, it. Aerator. Yeah, we're not doing that. I got an aerator one time for uh, for the holiday, and I said, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Thank you, sir. Can you pour beer in an aerator? <laughs> Can You're, we try that? Does that help? No. Yeah, I don't no? think it helps. No. It just shows you, shows you what color it is. You can drink it quicker. I don't know what we're drinking, but we got another one in front of us. Yeah. Hey, well. Eric, what's this one? Uh, Bud Light Lime. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, the innovators. Oh, of come Bud, on! I wanted Bud the Light orange. Lime. I wanted orange. Oh, thank you, Half Acre. Well, that, that is really good. Yeah. How many percent? Five and a half. Perfect. Fifty and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fred Hubner, man, I really appreciate no, this. No, me too. Seriously. This is great. We like did two said, hours like that, two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, like well, that. I told, my, I like told my wife, I said, she goes, how long are you going to be there? I said, well, I know he's he did it about an hour with uh, Church Street, and I got the gift of gab. And she goes, yeah, I know you talk all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and it's funny, too, real quick. When people come up to me and they'll see me at a, uh, you know, early, just when I walked in, two people that were just leaving. That was awesome, yeah. Stopped by and said hi to big listeners and that. And, um, they always say, well, you probably don't want to talk about sports. If I yeah, wasn't on the radio, I would be talking sports with my buddies. That's what I would be doing anyway. Right? So I never have a problem with that. I know sometimes people are hesitant to come up to me. And the one nice thing is because a lot of fans knew that I was sick because I put it out there right when I was sick. And yep, I put it I out remember. with the cancer. And I put it on uh, the cancer. And I put it on. Like uh, the Walmart, the yeah, cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cable, all that stuff. So And I put it out there. And people would come up to me and they would ask me how I'm doing. And that's there was a guy I saw yesterday. We were over at uh, Cork and Carry. young kid came up to me, asked me how I'm doing. I said, I'm feeling fine he goes i'm with you on a computerized strike zone they got to get rid of the these umpires that was <laughs> he great. blew right past it he, he was like well, all right yeah, good, so, he's healthy one, let's right. talk about this goddamn strike zone though. exactly <laughs> once he found out i was healthy boom we're going to yeah, we're going so into good. the sports talk so that's great and uh and, and it makes it a lot of fun and it's great to like i said yourself included and all the people it's great meeting beer people you can sit and talk about something you love and everybody that drinks this stuff loves it so it, go it's, for it's hour. Great. i mean it's crazy how yeah. much you could just just let the conversation. It's the same as sports. I mean, you start it going on if you hit the right topic. Yeah, that that both of you have enough brain behind or I'm, love for. It's yeah. like it's crazy. I'm just glad he didn't pour his barley wines. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like as soon as you walked in, like we you know we we met at the door, shook hands, you walked in with me, and I was. It, it, Three, 30 seconds in, I'm like, well, this guy's 100% genuine. That's the same guy I listen to on the radio. Yeah, I it's just, not a, a... I used to know people back in the day that would be like, use the, their fake or phony voice on the air. And I was hey. like, it's like, you know, if you're not yourself... Plus, I, I try to tell my wife, and she doesn't always believe me, but there's never ever a reason to lie or change your opinion. If you change your opinion or you're wrong with an opinion, because Sports Talk Radio, basically your job is to give an opinion. You know. Or you become Dave Kaplan. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> kidding, just kidding. No, but he's the, he's the flipper. But you know, but Uncle your job Crappy. is to give it a paint. But, but I never lie because you forget. 
you forget which lie you told to which person, and you don't ever want to get caught in that. And if I made a mistake, or if I, you know, I didn't think uh, who was it? I wasn't a big fan of Russell Westbrook. I said the guy never passes. Two years in a row, he has a triple double. I does, guess he passes he the ball enough. Things. Yeah, I guess he passes the ball enough. I guess I was wrong on that one. So I like that you can actually admit that, though. It's really hard you have for to admit. it's hard yeah. for it's hard for beer people and sports people to admit when they're wrong. Yeah, sometimes. you have to you have to admit it. Uh, that you just you got to stay real, and I think people respect that a little bit more. So yeah. that helps. I just so. love I just love you more now, Fred. Now that you've been <laughs> on my podcast, got to meet you and got to enjoy. You know, you're, you're the same guy that I, that I cool. I hoped you would be. So yeah, I, I appreciate you doing this. Let's cheers. Yes, on our way out the door for average joe's above average beer podcast fred hubner will be episode 36 in the books so again cheers and thank you for doing this oh my pleasure this has been great all right we're out of here